Welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is Nightheart. Nightheart is a young rapper, 19, I believe. He is very well spoken, as you're about to hear. He's very well spoken. You know, he's had a traumatic childhood. Uh, he's a very intelligent young man. And when you put those things together, it creates a tumultuous human being. And luckily, Nightheart has found a place to put that uh, turmoil, turmoil, I guess. Uh, uh, and uh, he talks about it. I'm not talking out of school here. He talks about his life and and he has and his childhood. So I'm not talking out of school here. You'll hear all about it in the talk here. But you know, I, I just gotta commend the young man for taking that. Uh, tumultuous energy and turning it into creativity and 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 really just like a very elaborate plan on how he wants to present his art and I'm just very impressed by the young man uh he just uh he restored my faith back into that generation um I, I didn't have a whole lot of faith in it but but that's just I, I think that's just me getting older and just not being and, and losing that connection to my youth I don't know maybe that's it who knows? I, I, there's tons of brilliant young minds out there, and um, we're humans. We just like to make these general, sweeping generalizations about how kids today just don't understand, and uh, you know they're just blah, whatever it is. Um, you know, it, he helped me realize that I had my own just sort of uh, uh, preconceived notions of what the youth is today. And, and, and that's a good thing. It's good that talking to a young person has made me realize that, you know, maybe I have my own things to work through in regards to how I view the next generation. But we're not going to go into that right now because that's, who gives a shit? That's my problem. Uh, <laughs> uh, but what I want you to do is go to rateofmystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com and check out the new album, 1018, which I had the honor of penning a couple of the songs alongside my beautiful wife, Rain Mystique. Go check it out, man, rainmystique.com. Uh, you can stream the album on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Music, anywhere you get your, you stream your music, we're there. You can also get physical copies on the website itself or anywhere we are performing live, we'll have copies. So go ahead and get yourself some. Uh, you can also go and check out the newly redesigned WeSpeakEnglishGood.net. Uh, go check it out. It, it, it's newly redesigned. <laughs> uh, also, I updated the calendar for the month of May. I don't know how often I'll be doing that because it takes for fucking ever to update your calendar on your website. And so I just, to me, that's, it, it's something that might not ever get done. Um, you can also write the show at WeSpeakEnglishGood.com. At oh my golly, gee whiz, we speak English good at gmail.com. 
and you can let us know how we're doing or let us know what you're thinking how we're doing whatever moving on follow us on instagram at we speak english good and on facebook we speak english good um i did get a question um in regards to why my intros are sounding a little more cruddy than usual and i'll tell you it's because i lost the power supply to my um to my interface um, and I have just been recording directly on to the computer um, through my headphone mic because I can't hook a mic up to my computer right now and to do it the other way through the zoom and then upload to the computer it's just too long and you know what it's just the intro who cares most people skip this shit anyways and if you're not skipping it what are you doing fucking skip this part get to the good shit <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, anyways, I just wanted to address that before we jumped in the night heart here. You've been hearing me do these crappy intros. Well, not crappy intros. I don't think they're that crappy, I guess. They just sound, they don't sound that good. So, you know, I hope if you're a first time listener, this is not how it's always been. And this is not how it's always going to be. It's just how it's happening now. That's what this podcast has been all about, is just changing with the host and, 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 and uh, following the journey of a, of a musician. That's, that's, that's it. Okay, guys. Wow. Let's jump in the night heart here. This went on way longer than I wanted. Um, okay, this was recorded at the West Library branch in uh, Toledo, Ohio. Um, <laughs> I had I had to explain to the the sweet little librarian that my guest's name was Nightheart and um, that he was a rapper and and she just seemed confused. But it was very funny that she wrote down Nightheart on her little clipboard as my guest um, because you gotta write down everyone who uses the rooms there at the library. Anyways, okay, let's jump over to Nightheart. Here's Nightheart, everybody. I'll see you on the other side. physically addicted to caffeine it's right. like if i don't have it you feel the, the yeah you can feel it aftermath. and it's and yeah. it's like crazy and, and my mom who is very much against drugs and um <laughs> very much so. she's very much against drugs and you know like I, i'm gonna I, i'm gonna have to say i'm gonna feel the filter of a mother's presence when i talk today so uh i'm just letting you know right now <laughs> that your mom's in the room so it's it's well, it'll be it'll be raw, but I, I just it's just hard for me coming up with a very strict Mexican mother who is like, you better respect your elders or else bail, you know, or or la chancla, she just throw that across the room at your face. She didn't play. She didn't play. She, my mom does not play. She my mom used to hold me down. I remember I broke her china cabinet. Uh, one of the win one of the glass panels. And she just like stopped, looked at that, her like wide eyed, and then stopped, looked at that, looked at me, and just like charged me, 
like like um what do you call it when you like was it, is it arm bar what is it called when the football players like just bah, with their <laughs> hand like they just sort of like push people that's what she did she just Holy went shit. boom with her palm in her hand like in my chest i went down she took like i swear to god it was in one swoop she like took me down like grabbed her shoe off of her foot and held me down and beat me in the face until until I was purple and she was just cussing in Spanish. I I don't know what she said. To this day, I don't know what she called me. It was terrible. But you know, like I respect my elders. So I'm just telling you that I had a <laughs> I had, I come from <laughs> I come from a family that demands respect. So. It might be a little filtered. Um, I'm gonna feel a little guilty for swearing. I talked to like some like uh, like church players, like so, and, and I just always feel bad for cussing because I cuss constantly. Yeah, so. likewise. Well, that's also I, that could also be like someone who likes the curses, like <laughs> a meme that they decide to spread, and that that's just the information that's out there, and everybody <laughs> believes that because it's the internet, and that's how it happens. But it's uh. It, I, yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Uh, I do have a vocabulary, though. I, I am I am semi-proud of my vocabulary, so I'm not I'm not too self-conscious about cussing, but I just feel bad because I know it's you know I just I don't want I don't want to offend nobody uh, none of my guests or anything you know. <laughs> but but I don't mind if I offend my listeners, but I don't want to offend my guests. You know what I mean? So, like, it's like you made the time and effort. Hey, man, could you just talk into that thing real quick? Yo, 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 yo. All right. And just hasta luego. And just remember, just talk directly into that thing the all whole right, time. All right. Try not to ooh, waver ooh, too much. No, it's all right, man. Just be comfortable. All right. Focus. And, and if you want to move it around as we talk, feel free. Um, just remember to grab it kind of by the thing. That's a sensitive mic, so just grab it by like this. If you're going to adjust it, grab it by the right, poles right. and stuff. For sure. Anyways, <laughs> I don't know your your actual name, and you don't have to tell me if you want to keep the, keep the uh, not facade, but, you know. The, the mystique. The mystique. Uh, <laughs> I, I actually, <laughs> I did, uh, they were like, are you going to have any guests today? And I'm like, yeah, um, his name is Nightheart. And she just looks at me like. He's a rapper. I I don't know his <laughs> name. I you know like yeah. I'm just gonna That's call cool him Mr. Nightheart when I see him. That's I know cool. That's <laughs> official. I That's like a bit. That. So she wrote down Nightheart, yeah. which is even funnier <laughs> that the librarian wrote down Nightheart yeah, on I, this piece of paper that I had to sign. When we were coming down the elevator, um, I was I didn't know where I was going. Yeah. So the first lady I saw, she was like, "Are, are you Nightheart?" And I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on my heart. She's like, uh, right this way. That's a very nice, welcoming way to walk yeah. into a situation. Super, super. I, I see you got a California bear on your necklace. Yeah, 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 is yeah. that is there you got a connection to California? I got a connection to bears. Bears, I, I, okay, I, okay. I, 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 I well, I guess that's not a California bear. I guess that's like a brown bear or something. Right. That's the I, silhouette oh, of a brown yeah. bear. Oh, yeah. And that's on the Cali front. That's the power of branding, though. Yeah. yeah facts. Well, California did a good job. Yeah. <laughs> I love California. <laughs> so tell me about yourself, man. Like, what, what, what? Do you have a musical lineage in your family, or is, uh, are you the one that came out with the gifts? Uh, How does it go? That's a very interesting question, actually. Uh, so I've been doing music for about three, four years now. It's been gradually becoming more and more of, uh, you know, from turning to a hobby as a way of coping, as a way of therapy. 
into something that I would look at as, as a career. And so um, I was actually early inspired by my mother, who I was actually in the womb when she was recording her first studio album. So, yeah, she, she was a rapper uh, back in the day, and she was one of my early inspirations to start rapping because I had her album literally when I was, like, 8, 10, 12 years old. And I remember playing on the Xbox, and I'd have um, her album playing in the background. And I feel like subconsciously that inspired me to uh, take it upon myself to begin using writing as a way of just expressing myself. Yeah, yeah, totally, man. And, and so you said three or four years ago, you're 17, so that makes you about 13. Yeah. And so you sort of st sort of started writing as a yeah. way to express yourself in sort of therapy. What yeah. what was going on? Um, so there's a very very long story. Um, you got it's time. Been a very long journey. <laughs> you tell you you say as much as you want to say, man. Right. You don't wait, have to wait, say wait. anything you're uncomfortable with saying. I it's just to me that's interesting because that was the one that um. When you, uh, I think you reached out or we were just talking or something on uh, Instagram and I went to check out your profile and immediately I saw like lyrics about, you know, suicide and stuff like that. And, and you know, I'm not trying to put any words in your mouth, but like that sticks out to me. Not that I'm suicidal, but I, I deal with depression myself, you I know, understand. and anxiety. I understand. Musicians, artists, artists it, it's pretty common, you yeah, know, like definitely. pretty common that musicians and creative people kind of suffer. Uh, yeah, you know, they have their fun, <laughs> their their brain fun uh, to deal with and and to be able to express yourself, especially at a young age. So, I mean, what what was going on? What 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 was it that what was it that was like I need to express this myself? What was it that made you pick up a pen then? Um so essentially, I've encountered everything from homelessness to social injustices to prejudice to deliberate just being used by people it's been a very long journey of me of experiencing a lot of pain oh. um, my mom was pursuing her master's degree at Tiffin University and they had a uh, program called Ivy Bridge College that she was enrolled in and basically the the Ivy Bridge College was not accredited by the higher early the, the higher uh, learning commission mm -hmm. and so essentially they were handing off false degrees and so oh. my mom had made a career um actually in the judicial system downtown and when she found out that she had wasted six to eight of her years pursuing this master's degree um she was forced to resign from her job uh -huh. um, we lost uh, a lot in the situation fighting the lawsuit we lost a lot to the point where we resulted in homeless shelters um a lot of different institutions around the city also failed us and it was a very serious situation when we were falling we we're below the poverty line borderline starving you know i was staying in uh, i had situations where i've stayed in people's garages people's attics i've slept in people's basements uh, i've slept outside um, it's just been a long journey of a lot of pain and suffering and so when especially in a age such as so young as i was when everything was going on outside from my mother's control um I had to figure out a way to stop myself from self-destructing because I was battling self-esteem, low self-esteem, worthlessness, suicidal ideations, and just feeling like I didn't have a purpose. And so I had to find one. And I was I was too great to hit. I was 12 as a freshman at St. Francis, a private school. I tested about 75% of the district. I've always excelled academically. However, um, when everything went down to the point where we were squatting in a house, I was forced to leave St. Francis 
And when that happened, um, recovering academically, you know, it's never been a problem for me. But along the way, I also got diagnosed with uh, autoimmune diseases like arthritis, fibromyalgia, mm. battling PTSD, and just a lot of just a lot of really complex things that have halted um, that 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 route of growth. However, in so many ways, these things that I've been battling and suffering from have pushed me to pursue something I feel like is my greater purpose, and that's me being a creative and being a musician because pain is universally shared. No one is truly without suffering. And so, you know, if I'm able to express my pain and my suffering to people and they understand it and they feel like maybe someone out there might get the bigger picture, might understand what it feels like to feel this, then I feel like I'm playing the best role. You know, I, I originally wanted to be an astrophysicist. That was my biggest goal as a kid. I wanted to be an astrophysicist. And I wonder how many lives would I change being an astrophysicist over being an artist? How many lives theoretically would, how many lives would I truly impact in the grand scope pursuing this career? Not to say astrophysicists aren't doing amazing work, but I feel as though artists touch people. Artists, I can guarantee you most of those astrophysicists have a favorite artist that inspire them to get out of bed every morning. When they're doing their numbers, they're probably bumping somebody's artwork. And yeah. I think that's my piece. Okay, so so you were using writing as a, a form of, of dealing with what you were going through in life, mm -hmm. and that's a lot. And you're a really eloquent dude. You could tell that you uh, you're you're smart and and you that. you have been a great astrophysicist, and you still can, which is because you're young enough, you can hey. do whatever the hell you want, yeah, that's the goal. which is amazing. I appreciate that. Man. That's the that's the beauty of youth. The gift yeah. of youth is like you can just sort of do what you what want. You, you yeah. can plan it out or not. <laughs> that was my problem. I didn't plan things out very well, so, <laughs> so I'm dealing with that now. Okay, so so then. Uh, when when did you start like recording because again you know i'm talking to a 17 year old and uh and, and i know that's just a number because you're obviously like i said you're an eloquent dude I appreciate that. uh wh how did you start like finding like producers how did you start finding beats that you want to work with like did it start with with hip-hop or did it start with poetry like what what was it what I guess let's start with this. What form of writing did you start with? Now, was it always a form of poetry, or was it like free thought? Like, just I'm, I'm just curious on right. how you it started began. even, you know, writing stuff down, or have you always written? Um, I've always been a writer. Um, I began writing short stories and like uh, little, like I used to write fan fictions, like for like oh. Hunger Games. I started yes. off with like That's Hunger awesome. Games fan fictions, That's and I would so write awesome. these. I would do my own characters. I'd, I, it'd be a whole different, separate like I, I universe within the universe. Right, of Hunger right. Games. Okay, okay. Can we can we just stop right here? Yeah, and yeah, can yeah, you yeah, just give me a, a bullet point uh, a storyline of one of your fan fiction Hunger right. Games stories? So there this was is amazing. There. I, I love fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a there was a, so I had this big character. His name was Sage. He was seventeen. Abnormally big for his size. Hawking dude took care of his elderly mom. Uh, his, uh, he there was a young girl. She was fourteen. Her name was like Silver or something. Um, she had gotten uh, reaped, and so had he had gotten reaped. And he basically took it upon herself himself to protect her because he saw that she was fourteen, very young, frail uh, looking, uh, 
girl and he had he had basically encountered so much in his life just taking care of his mom and being from a district i think it was 11 or something um basically he was already like tired he figured he was gonna die anyway so he figured okay if i'm gonna die i'm gonna die protecting this 14 year old girl and let her get back and so basically the the, st- and the story progresses um basically finds out that like she's like really good with like herbs and like medicines and really not knowledgeable he just likes killing people he's really good at killing people (laughs) and so basically they get into the hunger games it's like a zombie apocalypse where basically the the reaped basically it was the 50th it was like the fifth it was one where it was like the special rule or something and basically um every at the end of the games all the tributes who died came back to life and you had to re-kill uh the fucking all the dead tributes and shit, oh. depending on how they died and shit. So was that like a twist? Yeah, that it was you like the twist. It? Oh, and that's so, cool. Uh, I like that. And so like it, it basically this was a year where like uh, a lot of people like really were like not okay with what like the capital had did because you know you're bringing dead kids back alive or <laughs> reanimating. However you're doing this, yeah, you're, yeah. you're kind of disrespecting the dead. Right. And a lot of like the families in the districts were like not okay with it. So when well, the, yeah, because it was a it was a sac- it was an offering in the first place, right? It was already an offering, capitalizing off their deaths yeah. for entertainment. That's yeah. what you're doing. But now you're doing that again after they <laughs> die. That's just dirty, <laughs> like dead ass. And you're so, getting me pissed at these yeah, guys. Facts. Sons of bitches. And so free the dead kids. Okay, that's real. weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was, I don't even know. Okay. So so okay so uh, what was the uh, uh, I uh, well I don't want to give away the ending if you want people to go out there and read oh, it. Oh no, please never find this. <laughs> please never find okay, it. Okay, so how's the ending? I was just um, curious. All right, so basically uh she ends up No wait, he ends up winning. She ends up dying. Uh he and she ends up getting fucked up trying to heal him because he ends up getting stabbed by someone she tried to ally herself with, trusting. Ooh. She betrayed them, stabbed him. And so he was dying. And she went out to go uh, get a medicine. And so she had to kill the girl who she befriended, who stabbed him. And then she killed him. And then she sustained, like, a really heavy wound in the fight. And so she applied the medicine to him. But she died in the process. And so he woke up and he was like, I felt, no, I got to kill these motherfuckers. And so he won. (laughs) And then, like, basically because, and then I was going to write a sequel. Dude, I was going to write a trilogy. (laughs) I was for it. Nice, nice. Okay, so so I mean, like, how long of a of a book is or a story is this? Would you say um, it was like I don't know. It was it was it was relatively short. Like yeah. it was longer than like I was only in eighth grade. So oh, like yeah. for an eighth grader, this bitch was like a novel. <laughs> but like in reality, it was probably like like a, a short fifty page read maybe. But that's still like for an eighth grader, yeah. a lot of words to just like Dude. go home and just do that. I was you know? so obsessed <laughs> with Hunger Games, bro. Like Yeah, it's funny, oh. but my uh my wife just went on a uh a ladycation. She was calling Ooh. that. I was I, I called it a goddess vacation. Uh, she <laughs> she went to Seattle and um she's just like I gotta get away from because it's two boys. It's me and my son. Right versus her so <laughs> she's just like so like, i need to get away from dudes you yeah, know like i just I need to get away from your smells and, <laughs> and your needs and your wants <laughs> and i get it i get it Definitely. uh good for her but she went out there and she was just like she uh <laughs> i called her she's in the hotel room just chilling and and it's washington so she's just smoking legal <laughs> right, and course. she's just like that's all she did was laying like all day 
Just like, You're in Seattle. <laughs> and all day she sat in her bed. And I called her several times throughout the day and FaceTime. And she was in the same position <laughs> watching the Hunger Games trilogy. She's like, I forgot how good this was. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, you're in a beautiful city. Maybe you should go out and hang out. She went to college there, and she has a lot of friends there. Right. So she's just like, eh. She, it, that's her idea of, you know. The ladycation. The ladycation, yeah. man. She had a robe on, bubble baths and stuff. Yeah, uh, 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 the dip joints, the ones with the the keef. Oh, yeah. And she brought home... I probably shouldn't say that. Allegedly, she brought home a gang of fucking good ass weed, which is uh, which is really nice because out here is very the, the biggest difference I noticed between like because I I live in California for the last thirteen years, and when I right. came back here, um, it was hard for me. But like the adjusting. biggest difference, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there was a lot to adjust to, and like first of all, it was like as soon as you drive down my street, there it's like lined in Donald Trump banners. So I'm just like, okay, welcome home. And then, <laughs> and I got a mixed race family, so right. like it's we are noticed. Yeah, we yeah. live in Oregon, and so we are noticed. Right. Um, and, and 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 it's weird because out there it seems to be. I mean, I don't know why, but it, it's they all like. I've been to like kids' birthday parties there, and you hear how the parents talk, and it's very disconcerting, right. especially when you just saw me bring in my little mixed son, right. and you're talking like this in front of me, and I have to sort of like, hey, yeah. and I have to be that guy, right. and I don't want to be that guy, but yeah. I'm not going to sit there and listen to you. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it was a hard time. The biggest differences that I saw was, well, I guess I highlighted one of them was... Um, is the overt racism that kind of exists yeah. here, uh, uh, as opposed to the racism covert. that kind of yeah covert yeah. in in California, right. where it's more I guess they call it microaggressions. Is like you're really mm -hmm. smart for a black kid, you know? Right, I mean right. stuff like that, stuff mm -hmm. like that, um, stuff that the people don't even realize they're saying, yeah. you know? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And it, particular words, but yeah, yes, yeah. very much. So I noticed that. And then I also noticed how terrible the weed was. Yeah, the weed here is terrible. Yeah. And, and I'm sorry, yeah, I'm sorry, um, Michigan. I know they just went legal. I'm sure it's gonna get better. And I've had some good stuff up there. Yeah. I can't oh, talk yeah. too much it, but oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard to get high around here. Uh, <laughs> sure, and you know what's funny? Because okay, I'm 36. Mm -hmm. I came up in Toledo at a very different time than you. Mm -hmm. and, and when I was coming up in Toledo. Uh, like buying weed was like one of the worst things you could do uh, which, you know it, yeah. i mean besides buying like crack or whatever but <laughs> like buying weed. which i was doing that too but like <laughs> buying weed and i it, it was like you were paying overpaying for dirt bunk yeah, yeah. just some mexican brick and some reggie so yeah reggie exactly some reggie bush <laughs> exactly and uh Funny story, I used to get Reggie from a dude named Reggie. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, really, really. And I used to get dirt from a dude named Dirt. I bought <laughs> weed from a dude named Dirt and Reggie. It's, I and it was terrible. It was terrible. Yeah, well, I guess you just don't buy weed from people with those kind of I bought, I got, I got a short, I got shorted by a guy named Tight Sacks. <laughs> So yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> I get it. You just, I mean, I guess it's in the name, right? Yeah, it's just like, man. what's your name? Short you on your bag? Okay, you know what? I think I'm going to go to, <laughs> like, Fat Sex. I think Fat Sex is who I'm going to buy my weed from. Fat Sex, you know, just matches. That's my boy. That's yeah. my boy, Fat Sex. 
yeah, so it, it's it's been hard to get high here, but it's it's uh, but we're getting by, you know. We're we're making it. We're we're survivors. We're survivors. Yeah, <laughs> we'll to. get through this. <laughs> you do better this. in Toledo. <laughs> Which is funny. We actually are doing better here, and uh, to. Uh, now, which which I was just I when I came back I I just came from San Diego and I was doing well out there as a musician we were both doing well, but it, she just wanted to change so we came back here and it was horrible for me but now it's like pretty amazing because we're able to do so much more and I'm I'm growing as an artist she's growing right. as an artist it's just uh not having to hustle so hard here right. to make rent kind of alleviates that yeah. pressure and it kind of leaves your mind a little bit more open yeah. and focused on right. on developing yeah. yes exactly so yeah. this has actually been like like shedding for us right, like right, the, right. the biggest shed we've ever had and right. um and at first i was calling it i was like it's like going to prison um <laughs> you know you get a lot Purgatory. of reading done in jail you know so whatever and i live out kind of in the sticks of oregon mm -hmm. so like when I got it, when where I came from it was very busy, so it was loud a lot. So yeah. it was a just a huge other side of the spectrum change yeah, for me. Definitely. So it was weird. Uh, so when did you start then um, stop writing like sort of the fan fiction and uh, start or or do you still write fan fiction? Do you still write oh, like man. long forms and stuff? Nah, that I mean uh, it's something that I'm interested in doing. However, like uh, I, a lot of my 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 artistic energy goes so solely into music and, or just ideas about anything I can do with my music uh, that like usually all my time gets zapped into that. However, I do plan on writing at some point in my life again, but for now I'm writing music. However, to answer your question about uh, the poetry and such, um, I, I, I started writing poetry in the heat of, I was staying in a homeless shelter um, it's a really, really weird experience, and I, I pulled out a notebook, and I'm like, I'm going to just write my thoughts. Mm. Started writing my thoughts, and then I figured, hmm, you know what would be really cool? If I made the thoughts that I write down rhyme, okay, so I'm going to just make them rhyme. And then I was like, oh, shit, what if I use metaphors and analogies? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, whoa, what am I doing? What am I doing ah! here? And then I just looked up, and it was poetry and i'm like damn son so I had poetry. <laughs> I'm a poet. right literally and I so it. i started cultivating poetry and then i'm like hmm all right cool what's next and so i, I put the poetry on a beat and i'm like hold on <laughs> <laughs> i got something here and the beginning of my music i was it was it, it was it was literally poetry to beats like if if i did, did all the stuff i'm talking about isn't even released but when I first began making music, um, all of it was just poetry to beats. And then I started understanding what songwriting was. Because songwriting and poetry can coincide, but they are separate at the same time. But I had to figure out, okay, I can write a poetic song, but am I really making it marketable? Am I making it something that could is, is aesthetic? Uh, well, not really aesthetically pleasing, but is like sonically pleasing to a listener. And so I had to figure out, okay... I know what I want to put into my music. I just don't know how to say it yet. So uh, I spent a good year just figuring out how to make different kinds of songs. Like, okay, how do I... Because I didn't know how to make a turn-up song. I could not make a trap song for my life. I'm like... I don't like dumbing myself down, and I'm, a, I'm an intellectual person. I'm like, yeah, I like to turn up, but, like, I also don't like to turn down my <laughs> my, 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 my my capabilities yeah. and so like i have to figure out okay how do i make a trap song all right cool 
uh, how can, do, can I sing? Like, uh, that's going to be necessary at some point. Can I pull off a melody? And then before I knew it, during the process, I'm performing, I'm, I'm taking on shows. And as I'm going through these cycles, I began to just look up and now I'm putting out songs. People are listening to them. People are wanting to enjoy them. And before I knew it, like, I, I already had created something. And I was so busy cultivating that I wasn't necessarily looking at what I was doing in the present time because in my mind I'm just trying to get better I'm building I'm building while putting out stuff while performing and then I look up and I'm like okay I'm good now or at least I'm I'm, I'm at least at least to my standards good enough to want to really put myself out there and then I looked up and I'm like okay I have followers I have people listening to my shit I have people wanting to come see me perform hitting me up for tickets I've uh, agents asking me if I want to come perform. And although, you know, I, I, still in my infant stage, it's still really figuring out what I wanted to do in my approach as an artist, I was already seeing results. And that was super inspiring because, like, one of the one of the suckiest things as an artist is to work so hard and not see any fruits of your labor. You're just like, wow, I just put so much time and energy into this masterpiece. And where to love at? And where, where where's the support? And, you know, artists are fueled off of support. You can't really be a uh, successful artist if you don't have people there to say your art is dope. Because you can have amazing artwork, but you can have amazing artwork hiding in the basement with no one to see it. And then is it really... You know, you have to be able to put it out there and people and to push and be able to support you. And that's what I believe is like, I forgot, I kind of lost my point, but. No, um, it's okay. No, it's great because, because, <coughs> sorry. No, you're over, man. No, you, you're right. Um, you can make all the art you want, but if you want to go somewhere with be it. Be successful. You have to present it. Exactly. And it's going to be judged by your peers and Everybody. people you don't know and people who hate you and or hate it or yeah. love it and, yeah. or, you know, like, so in order for it to be <laughs> considered art, even, it has to be out into the public. Yeah. And I mean, like, I, I, I get what you're saying, though, man. Like, it, and so, like, what I want to just point out, what I'm noticing here is Attention that kids seven and under, if interested, join Miss Sarah in meeting room A for family story time. Well, there, there I go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy I'm, the I'm out of here, guys. <laughs> well, that I forgot about that. That that's the problem with doing these things out in the public. Right. You have to deal with the public too. So, like, Understood. for, for sure, whatever for reason, sure. they decide to build a uh, recording studio with a big PA speaker in the middle of it right. that just goes off randomly while you're recording. At, yeah, <laughs> at any time that you're recording here. That man, that really threw me off. Oh well, I guess what I was saying is that. I know I keep coming on this age thing because I think it's only because like when I was your age, I was not thinking like right. this. Right. I, I, I was a musician and I was playing and yeah. I was out doing my thing, but it was not like like to see this kind of foresight and thought go into uh, to your art and, and, and into what, what you want to be in the future and like what what you see your art becoming. Right. That kind of foresight, I, I don't necessarily see that a lot in today's youth i'm just curious is i mean like obviously obviously your mom did something right she she obviously <laughs> raised a very smart young man um what where where does that come from do you have like uh i mean like besides your mom is like what 
I mean, I know people are naturally born with like intelligence yeah. and, and like not, you know, like there's a lot of dumb people in this world. Um, some of <laughs> them are in control of our lives, and yeah, that's what true. sucks <clears throat> about it. But <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I don't know. I'm just I'm just curious because I don't come across a lot of younger kids who. And I'm sorry to call you. No, you, no, no, uh, no worries. I, I understand what you mean, bro. Uh, but I'm just, I'm just curious. Is like, where, where do you think that comes from? Where do you think that kind of foresight even comes from? Like, that's, that's just, it, it's confounding to me. Just again, that. it's because of the age, and right. I'm 36, so I'm just. <laughs> it it always is always weird to me. Um, well, all right. So I was born February 2nd, 2002. I'm um, an Aquarius. Uh, I believe. I believe in like uh, I believe that everything to I believe uh, I have a strong spirituality and I have a strong faith in the universe and I believe um, when you were born uh, does play a large part into who you become. Um, it's kind of hard not to believe that the space and just particularly the space and time you're born, who you're born from, everything particular shapes you into who you are. And if you believe who you are is who you're meant to be, then everything had to have been meant to be that led up to it. And so, like, uh, as far as my, my birth, and I, I feel as though, like, ever since, I feel like I was almost, like, cursed with this level of, like, intuitive thinking. And it always has not been um, beneficial to me. You know, it's been, that's why I, I do, I talk about things like suicide and depression because, like, this level of foresight, um, it has benefited me in uh, understanding more and and making wiser decisions and uh, just just trying to understand more. However, my understanding of reality and just the world at be um, at such a young age has been a large level of my suffering. You know, um, I, I see I see a lot of the things that perhaps other individuals in my age group and even adults I've associated with definitely don't see. And, you know, ignorance is bliss. However, um, I'm, I, I love life. I believe that, you know, it, it's a beautiful place, but it's an ugly place. And so um, <laughs> growing up, I was already always academically achieving, always thinking ahead. I was two grades ahead. So I was, when I was like, when I was really young, I was hanging out with kids and way age groups older than me. I was in kindergarten going up to fourth grade for my reading class. And so I've always been exposed to older people. And so um, even now, I'm, I'm my, my friends are only 20 and up. I don't have friends in my age group um, merely because people in my age group don't quite get what I get. And so um, essentially what, what I'm trying to say is uh, – Damn, I really lost my point. No, man. no, no. It's perfect because, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, exactly. That's your answer. It's like I don't know. It's just, <laughs> it's I just really this don't. is how it is, man. Yeah. No, and, and you you're striking on great points about um, it's like the more you know about your surroundings and yourself, it, it can be good, but, but then it can, it can also scary. be bad. Because, yeah. I mean, for me in particular, I have I'm trying to break away from this. Mm -hmm. Just but you, you get in these uh, these thoughts patterns mm -hmm. and you get in this negative cycle right mm -hmm. you're just going around the bad neighborhoods in your brain mm -hmm. thinking about those terrible things that could or could not be mm -hmm. and it, it, it drives you fucking crazy yeah absolutely. And, and i know what i know what intelligence is right. I, I you know like i know i'm a smart person right. i know that i have intelligence and stuff so like i i know exactly what you're talking right. about when it's like when you kind of know too much yeah at a young yeah. age and and for me it was like that and, and when i say i was like 
you know, I wasn't. I don't think I had the foresight like you did right. because, like, you, you really are. You really, it's it look it's you really present yourself that you care about yourself. Right. At that time, I didn't care right. about myself. I was just taking drugs. I was, no, when I was I your age, I was on drugs and right. drinking and just yeah. doing whatever the fuck I want. And I was like three hundred pounds. So. Yeah. <laughs> I was not. Well, you know, I would like, never have guessed that. By the way, bro. Definitely. I, yeah, I was. It was. It was a mess, man. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you. Uh, when you're smart and you're young and you, my friends, I, I rarely had friends that right. were my age or younger. Yeah. I always hung out with my sister's friends yeah. and yeah. like, I, I can relate so much yeah. to not being able to relate to your peers because right. they're just sort of different. They're, yeah. It's just different. You're just <laughs> yeah. like, you were, you were just sort of born with this different thing, yeah. but, but also it can be a curse, man. Yeah, man. You, you'll uh, you'll drive yourself fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like while you're trying to figure out the the, the secrets of the universe, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're like driving yourself literally exactly. insane, which makes for a good artist. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> facts, facts. Especially if you're able to put that back out. Yes. Yeah. The energy, yeah, and being able to harness that energy, and I think that's more. I as I'm talking, I think that's kind of where I'm at. Like to be able to harness that energy mm-hmm. in a positive way at such a young age is, is very commendable because uh, for me, I didn't know how to handle that. Right. So I was doing drugs and I was playing guitar and whatever, but like I was just, I didn't know what I was doing, you know, like it took me a very long time to figure out that I was just suppressing yourself in a way. Yeah. You know, like I had, I had a lot of just issues yeah, from childhood. Compartmentalized. You know? I had a lot, you know, like childhood, I'm, I'm fixing the scars. You know, I'm mending the, the wounds from childhood now. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. That's, that's oh, what yeah. I'm doing right now. Yeah. And I'm in therapy and shit. Like, yeah, dude, bro. Hill. I was, I was like, no, there's not, but, uh, but it's, it was, uh, it's it's hard, man, yeah. and and the fact that you're able to sort of tackle this now and and it's always gonna probably be a problem for yeah. you. You know, you're probably always gonna have to deal with these things and kind of learn ways to maneuver. Mm-hmm. You know, through these things, it's interesting. Is there any kind of other things besides writing that you sort of use to, if you feel like a, a, a bout of depression? Um, is there something? That you kind that other than writing and music that you kind of will put your energy into to sort of divert that energy that like a depressive or anxious energy. Absolutely. Um. So, you know, growing up, uh, I had this really intense obsession with superheroes. Man, an intense obsession ever since my childhood. And you know, this idea of being, you know, a normal person suffering like everybody else. But, you know, when the world needs you, when someone needs you, 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 you put on your big boy or your big girl boots, you strap on and you go out there and do your duty to make the world a better place. And this idea of great power comes great responsibility. You know, I am alive. Um, I do have power and purpose. And so if, if there's a responsibility to that. And so I can't go wasting what I'm capable of. And so. Um, superheroes have been a huge thing I dive into. Comic books, superhero movies. Uh, I actually created my own superhero universe. I want to write comics. That's something that I really want to do. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting on that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait uh, to see what this music does for me and then expand to that. But um, comic books and superheroes are a huge thing that helps me get out of my depression. Um, I look at Nightheart as almost my my superhero. You know what I, I mean? I was gonna say like Nightheart is totally like a superhero yeah, yeah, name. It's yeah. like, I was like Nightheart, and like I was like that's a dope name. Like Thank I'm, you. I'm really into that name. 
Thank you, anyway, bro. so so you you kind of like can throw yourself into like superhero world Mode. if you yeah. need to if, if you feel that happening. I, it, it, it's funny. It's like um, I'm dealing with a lot of like uh, bringing myself to presence. Have, mm-hmm. have you uh, meditation? I've mm-hmm. heard you. I heard you say meditation yeah. in one of your lyrics, yeah. chopsticks. I think. Yeah. Um, you say something about meditation, and and you know. I didn't know you, mm-hmm. and so when I heard that, I was like, well, meditation rhymes with the word prior to that, and it kind of fits the theme, so maybe that's what he's, you know, maybe, I wasn't sure how the serious you it. are, yeah. or how, how much is analogy, or, or a metaphor, and how much is Real. is what you do, so so do you do you practice meditation, is that something that you do, or is, it, or is there a form of it? A form of it, it's yeah. weird, because like, I feel like... Um, like the standard what meditation what people would uh, imagine, you know, you're sitting there with your mm-hmm. fingers and your legs crossed yeah. and you're just like hmm, yeah, and stuff. Burning, yeah. Well, you know, that's a that's a very realistic uh image of meditation. There right. are people out there who do it, but right. honestly, uh I feel like in the, everybody has their own form of meditation. For me, you know, sitting in the shower and just breathing is my form of meditation. And I and I try to use meditation as a way to like purge my negative thoughts. And just balance my thoughts, cause like I have a tendency, uh, I've, I've t- PTSD, and uh, I have a tendency uh, when I when I get triggered um, to go down that spiral. Like one thing will pop up, and I'm like, oh, and then I feel it, and then it just keeps sinking, 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 until I look up and I'm so far in my lows that I'm like, I need help, and no one can help me, cause no one can truly. Like, when you're battling those internal issues, as much as you can want external help, external help isn't truly what's going to get it. It's all internal work. Mm. And so I got to have to figure out a way, okay, when I'm going through these deaths, how do I fix myself? It's almost like self-repair. Yeah. And so I use meditation as a form of, like, almost self-repair to win, even if, yeah, like a sage and uh, I like mm-hmm. to sage and, um, sage. yeah, that's amazing. And then I use, like, incense for aromatherapy. But the way I look at it is, like, you know... Um, like this is also a comic book reference. If you ever watched Captain America: Winter Soldier, you know this. But basically, Falcon was like, you know, you carry all your trauma in a bag, and you know sometimes it comes spilling out, and you gotta pick it back up and put it back in. But it's how you carry your pain. Is it gonna be in a big duffel bag? Is it gonna be in a man purse? Is it gonna be what? What's it gonna be in? And you know, I find times where I'm carrying my bag and shit slip out, and I'm like, oh man, I gotta. I, I'm carrying a lot with me. But then I got to put it back in and remember, you know, this is what I'm carrying with me, but this isn't, this doesn't define me. And so um, I use meditation as a form to f- figure that out. But I don't, I don't really meditate because it's because when I do the, like what they try to say meditation is where you sit there, uh, hmm, that does not work for me. I'm like, what am I doing right now? Like I start getting antsy. Like I know it's the opposite of what meditation is supposed to be, but that's how it makes me feel. Mm-hmm. But when I'm in my zone and I'm breathing or whatever, that's my meditation. Yeah, totally. No, no, that that's perfect. Cause, uh, my form of meditation, well, I'll do it in several different ways. I'll do the whole, like, I, I won't do incense. I love sage. Yeah, I love sage. sage is the shit. My wife's very into crystals and mm-hmm. stuff. Quartz I like crystals, too. I yeah. like crystals, too. But, like, um, it, it, it's, you know, I tried anything. I'll try mm-hmm. anything. She mm-hmm. gave me so delight, and she was like, this will help with your anger. <laughs> and I was like... I was like, I don't, I don't give me the fucking thing. I need that shit now. Right now. Because, because after I got off drugs and alcohol, all that was left was this sad, angry Waste. man. Yeah. You know? and yeah, like, all the toxic. You just, 
you're just like you spent all these years running from these 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 things that you need to take mm-hmm. care of right and you you, you 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 suppress it and you drown it out and and you don't listen to it and, and you just don't even pay attention to it because that Fuck that's that not me that's not me i fucking just party bro you know like i'm just out here doing me you know and then 30 comes around and your wife is like you need to stop doing you um and and you know like she made me make a choice which yeah. was the greatest choice I ever made and, and that Ooh. And and that was very brave of her too because she could easily lost her husband. Yeah. Because I at that point I was like alcohol is yeah. like awesome. <laughs> like <laughs> like uh, it, I couldn't see myself going anywhere without being right. somewhat fucked up. Yeah. So like that was a great that was a great thing she made me do. But like I love that I love that you're like really working hard right now on yourself. I'm trying because though. oh I know man I know yeah. it's hard and, yeah. and that was the thing I I started. I started your journey where, you, like, w- you know, what you were going through, just self-reflection mm-hmm. uh, and trying to self-work, you know, doing mm-hmm. the internal work, as you're saying. After I quit drinking, so right. I was 30 right. when I started doing that. So right. I feel like I'm, like, a 16 or 17-year-old. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, uh, you know, like, I, I just don't feel uh, – you know, like I feel like I'm just now starting to understand life, and right. it, it is getting better, and it That's is getting man. easier. That's awesome. And I can't dude. tell if it's you know age, and I'm just slowing down, or if it's <laughs> really me just yeah. you know figuring Seeing shit it, out. Yeah. But. But to see you do that at a young age, like that's that's really beautiful, man. And like I, I really hope anybody who's listening is like can take those words and, and like use them for for themselves, especially kids, because the saddest thing about today is that. There is teenage kids taking their own lives because yeah. of what they saw on Facebook yeah. or what they see, and, you know, and it's a very cold thing. This this social media, and, and it's very useful. It's yeah. awesome. I love it, and I'm completely addicted. But it can be so toxic. Yeah, and um, devour people. It will, and and then the saddest thing is yeah. that that from like 2013 to 2016 in three years. The suicide rate for young women, for teenage women, tripled. So it what? went from like 150,000 to like 300 and some thousand. What? And this is the rise of Snapchat. This yeah. is the rise of Instagram. Yeah. And, and so Twitter. it's this book, this Jonathan Haidt book that I'm reading. And so the, he's saying, you know, like these are the correlations, and correlation is not causation, but right. he also backs up his theory yeah. of how social media has kind of and it's just one of the things it enables sort of, so much like you know th- this is the way people are but when you're able to put this out to anybody at any time you want you know there's so many people uh with backed up compressed issues that their method uh of coping with it is taking it out on other people yeah. and it's not even really coping but that's the that's how they deal with it so right. i guess it's a little form of coping but they like to take it out on other people so it just enables all those like motherfuckers who really just want to take that out on other people to do so yeah, and it's so totally. sad man it it's is. so sad it is sad it is and it is a, an extreme form of insecurity when you want to yeah. cyber bully somebody yeah. you know what i mean that's like that's whack and and it's and it's 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 weak and it's and it's it's cowardice yeah. it's cowardice if you don't it's say very, so at least say it to my face you exactly know what I mean? and and <laughs> And and the sad thing is that person who's doing it is in pain too. Yeah, and like that's you, the shitty thing too. It's, it's like, like you want to have are in pain. empathy and sympathy, but it's like uh, you're choosing the wrong way to go about that. I I completely agree, but I've 
learned in empathetic thinking, like just that it's helped me deal with just my own, like, cause I'm quick to anger. Yeah. And even on the way over here, I mean, just, just because it, what's so interesting about the human brain is that you can just trick it into being positive. Yeah. Even if you are innately or innately a uh, 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 negative person. Yeah. You can just trick yourself into it. So your brain's kind of stupid, but it's <laughs> crazy complex and smart, too. Definitely, but, definitely. But, like, so you, with this sort of empathetic thinking, I've been able to sort of see as, like, okay, this person who might have wronged me in whatever way, they're obviously suffering, too, because yeah. they don't, they're not expressing how they feel in, yeah. a, in, in a healthy way. At all. So there is some kind of unhealthiness yeah. going on in there. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. on the way over here... I'm getting onto the freeway, and there's this old jalopy in front of me that's just <laughs> bellowing smoke and just barely getting up speed. And and for whatever reason, I thought I was late. And so I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing? So I turn on, I'm like trying to get around him, and the guy behind me, I turn on my turn signal, I look at my rear meal, he immediately turns on his turn signal, starts speeding up. Oh. And I'm like, no, no, you saw my fucking turn signal. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm coming, dude. Like, you're, you can hit me, but it's going to be your fault. And so, like, he he like he like saw me turn on my turn signal. It all happened in, like, a split second, as road accidents usually do. <laughs> Not that I got an accident, but easily could have turned into something terrible. <laughs> but uh, I just get over and, and fuck him, and he slams on his brake. And and I'm just like, throws up his hands and I'm like, dude, we're both trying to get past the same guy here. Right. I'm not, you know, like and like how you explain that to somebody. Right. And I'm trying to like, and 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 so he passes me and then um, uh, like I get around the guy and I get in front of the guy who's going slow and this guy passes me and they both it's a man and woman who by the way who are morbidly obese. <laughs> Uh, I just want to throw that out there. Uh, they, they, both of them look at me, and I look at them, you know, because I'm gonna look at these fools, because fuck them, I'm gonna look at these idiots, and I look at them, and they both are flipping me the bird. I started dying laughing. It was the funniest thing to see these angry, fat, fucking faces. Like they were like their jowls were like bouncing and shit. Like you could see them yelling at me, and I got And now these people are putting out all this anger, using yeah. all this shit, and like we're both stuck in the same traffic, bro. Like you got around me just to get stuck behind another guy. Wow, awesome. So, but I laughed, and, and in if that would have been like maybe last year even. I probably would have been like, fuck you, right. bitch. Right. Fuck you. Right. You know, and I wouldn't have fought them because I'm not a fighter. But <laughs> <laughs> but I would have put myself but it could have easily, you know, like I, I and and you know, this it's a work in progress, yeah. right? And, and it's it's something that you just sort of have to just on. time and work and, and 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 what I noticed after that whole interaction. I was laughing for a while. Yeah, he felt good. And I was like, how much joy did that just bring me? <laughs> and 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 it, it all sort of like was a little, uh it was sort of a revolution for me, like a revelation, excuse me. Uh that I was like, oh wow, things are getting like it, it is right. getting easier to 
deal with people. Right. And I know I call them fat fucking idiots, and stuff, <laughs> but like you could, like these people are obviously have their own pain. You right. know what I mean? And Definitely. they're wearing it on their body, <laughs> all yeah. everywhere they go yeah, to real. hometown buffet, yeah. to, to McDonald's, crowd. to <laughs> wherever they go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. And 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 I have I mean, you know, I, I was 300 and some pounds in high school. So mm-hmm. like I have food issues. And yeah. A lot of uh, a lot of my eating uh has a lot to do with my right. well-being. Right. Definitely. And if I'm not taking care of myself, I'm going to be depressed. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be quick to anger. I'm going to be So it, there's these like rigid disciplines that you just sort of have to incorporate. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just I'm just curious is like, do you have any sort of rigid disciplines that you sort of have to follow? Whereas like, and, and like smoke you know, weed every day, uh, dude, yeah. please, yeah. bro, <laughs> dude, <laughs> weed. Thank like, God I, I weed. Would, honestly, yeah. Um, I say that's my rigid discipline. That's my religion. Um, 420 like is my it. favorite holiday and hey. that's no joke. Um, Snoop Dogg came into the chimney and he delivered me a great bag of goodies. Oh, um, that's very nice. Yeah, very kind. Thank you, Snoop. But nah, man. Uh, honestly, I'm a really free flowing guy. You know, I, mm-hmm. I take every day um, as a new day. Um, I, I honestly like. I, sh- I, I I'm trying to become more disciplined in certain things mm-hmm. uh, because one of my biggest issues is, uh, at least with my myself, um, is uh, lack the rub of sensation of stability or security. And so, me developing a sense of that within myself um, is something that, you know, I've yet to really find the key to. But yeah. that's what I'm trying to like do so i'm trying to get more discipline and uh essentially reaffirming myself that you know things are okay blah 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 so and so but for the most part i say the most thing i consistently do is write music and smoke weed um <laughs> like have you do you uh do you tend to lean towards the positive side of things or do you tend to lean towards the negative dude i'm like i'm the really like i, I i'm a like okay it's weird because like i'm a really positive dude like a really positive dude like um, I'm that guy in like the friend group that you literally go to for inspirational advice. Like if you if you really want like a picker up, you can you can probably talk to Lonnie and like feel a little bit better about your life. And that's because like you know I don't have the keys to my life, but like you know I I, I see people for who they are and I see their flaws, I see their weaknesses, but I also see their strengths and such. And so like. You know, I try to I try to empower everybody, but I forgot what the question was. Oh, I was just I was just curious if you lean towards the oh, positive, yeah, the positive. Or negative oh, side for of sure. just, just your outlook. I but I do have a negative side. Oh though. yeah, of course. Um, well, that's the circling yeah. in the bad neighborhoods yeah, in the brain. Sometimes and, yeah, sometimes I just I just like that's why I was I was talking earlier, making sure reaffirming everything's okay because I have this terrible bad habit to think everything's gonna go to shit. Oh, like uh, man, I think about the worst of every situation, <laughs> and then when a good thing's I'm ha- it's gonna happen, I'm like, no, it's not. Like. Like, yeah. I have to convince myself that a good thing is going to happen. Oh and I'm like, Dude, Jesus. I've been having the hardest time with um, taking people for what they say. Yeah. And not that you should just take every asshole that you meet right. for what they say. But, like, there... But I saw it becoming a problem when I was, like, starting to, like, become suspicious of my wife mm-hmm. and, like, people around me. And, like, so, like, I was like, this is... Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> I had to like kind of like back up a little and kind of check myself right. because, okay, is this a healthy amount of uh, of barrier you're putting up to people you don't know that right. well? And so, because exactly. you know, oh, I, I have very well. close friends and I have very good, but like, um, 
you know, I have a lot of people who are hitting me up to let's do this and let's do that. And, yeah. and oh, I only man, have so yeah. much energy and I have to protect that. And that's oh, sort of how I see. <sighs> I, that, yeah. And I, I see that you have to, I know that I have to protect it. And so it, it might come off as like, I, I don't, I'm cold to people or something, but to me, it's just, you know, protecting my energy. So man, I, <laughs> I uh, I kind of forgot what I was even talking about. I fucking I'm smoke a, weed too I'm much. I must say, bro, <laughs> that's but but oh yeah yeah. What I was saying, and please hold on to your no, thought good, because good. I, I did I don't want to cut you off, but it, but I just sort of sometimes you know like when you look at you, you see these situations where you're like that's not gonna happen. Like like last year my band got flown out to Hawaii to go play uh, music and and. The whole time, all the way up to April, I was like, "This shit ain't gonna happen. We don't get these kind of gigs. Right. Like this, is, no way." But we, but here's the thing: we consistently get good gigs, and right. so there's no reason for me not, not to think to this is that. yes. But for me, um, this is yes. not happening. Right. You know, like this is just that. It's like, and this is a lot of things that my me and my therapist talk about. It's <laughs> like you know, you you can be very self defeating, and like you you sort of you sort of um. You're sort of like you're defeating yourself before you even try, or or even before you even know what's happening. And it's like, yeah. yeah and, and so I I relate so much to you, Dude, and that's and that's why I, I that's why I keep saying it's like, I, it's so cool to see you dealing with this now. And mm -hmm. I know it's not easy. Yeah. And I know you know like Pain I know it's hard. It's, it's hard for your family. Mm -hmm. It's hard for you know like it, I know this yeah, just from personal experience. But I'm fucking 36. Yeah. <laughs> I'm almost 40, man. And so to see you at a young age and to see, like, I'm so excited to see where you develop as an artist and, and as a human that, being as a general. Because I just I feel like by the time you're 27, you're probably you're just don't gonna be say that number. Oh my bad. Dude. No, but you're gonna be good. You're gonna you're gonna come okay. Because you're not gonna make on. bad decisions. Out of all numbers, you're gonna stick oh. to the weed. You're gonna stick to the weed. Oh. And, and you're gonna be good. Stick to the pot. Nah, man. Uh, <laughs> just stick to the weed. Um, I don't, like don't. I like psychedelics though. Psychedelics oh me too. Are, me too. Oh yeah, me too, man. They're, they're uh, good for the soul. I if like, you know how to handle them, because I've had situations where. I've uh, I'm, this this may or may have not have happened, but there may have been a counter <laughs> where where I was around people with psych, around psychedelics and they just shh, shh, they couldn't who they, they were just like and I'm just like I'm over here thinking about the universe and this dude's over here staring at a lighter like oh my god it's white and I'm like what the fuck but I want I want to trace back just a little bit because you sure. said something about protected energy yeah. and like dude. I have to say, bro, that is probably my biggest issue is I like to give freely my energy to the wrong people mm -hmm. and I've gotten bad energy back in exchange. Yeah. And I've, I've always wanted the best for people. I've always thought the best for people. But, you know, changing my perception to thinking my best interest instead of constantly thinking that, uh, in other people's best interest and even not thinking in the right people's best interest. I'm thinking in the wrong people's best interest when I should be thinking about this person. And, you know, trying to figure out why that is. Why do I feel this need to self-sacrifice to the wrong people? Mm -hmm. Like, or give people, give myself freely to the wrong people. Like, man, letting people in my home or letting people in my personal space that I definitely should not trust. <laughs> and, or maybe I thought I could trust them, but realistically, if I would have known better, you don't really trust anyone like that. You, mm -hmm. you keep people at a distance until they prove otherwise. Right. And so... I didn't follow those rules. I, I just, I, that resulted in some backlash. And so um, I just want to really, really emphasize to anybody listening, yo, listen, if you care about people, I understand. 
I understand. But care about yourself more than anybody. Because once you take care of yourself, once you've got you together, then you can really figure out what's the best way you can help other people. But until then, you, you, you won't be able to help people the proper way, and you might hurt yourself in the process. So, so figure yourself out first. I love that. Can I just tell you what a lot, a lot of time, and even on the way here, I, I was because I, I breathing on the way here, and mm-hmm. just because it doesn't it, like I've done so many interviews, and you'd think that this is just like another interview, but like H mm-hmm. one, yeah, I'm like new experience. Okay, I got you know like I'm fucking anxious all day. I'm <laughs> just like oh god, it's just gonna go up and flame. And I've gotten better at that. Right. Uh, obviously, I've gotten way better at being like. You know what you're doing. Rely on your instincts. Yeah. You have this. Yeah. And so, like, whereas before it was like, oh, my God, I don't know what I'm going to say to these people. <laughs> now it's just like, you got this, bro. You, got, you know you can do this. You Be can your do best this, friend. Right? Yeah. yeah, 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 you can do it. Yeah, No, you're good. You're good. You're good, bro. And, and so, like, yeah, and I just sort of, you know, breathe in. But I just wanted to share my mantra with you just because of what you just said. And and this is one of the, the big ones that I use a lot is – um. I'll do breathing exercises where I breathe in for four counts and I breathe out for eight. And it's also me practicing belly breathing. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm trying to get better as a singer. So awesome, um, awesome. I'm practicing my belly breathing. Nice. Uh, and um, my mantra is uh, on the breaths in and it's f- it's four counts because there's four syllables. Mm. It's um, I love myself. And then on the way out, it's so I can love other people. Mm. And that's that's my mantra yeah. where I will just say that over yeah. and over. And I'll do it in, 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 in almost like the count of s- in seconds, you know, because you're like, I love myself for four and then out. So I can love other people. And then just that for... <clears throat> For as long Program as you can. Program your brain. Reprogram your yeah, brain. Yeah, reprogram your that's, brain. And that I think that is a that's a very good that's a very important thing I think we're gonna highlight. It's like reprogram yeah. your brain because yeah. you can. Oh. And because your brain your brain is is capable of that. And you don't You're have to keep circling the bad neighborhoods in your brain. Mm-mm. And and you know like uh, you know, I hear you talking and you're experiencing these things where you just sort you not careless with your energy but you're just sort of like trying to understand it yeah. and so maybe it goes in the wrong places yeah. but again you're 17 <laughs> so you're learning and yeah. you're able to to pinpoint this mm-hmm. as a 17 year old these are things I was not able to pinpoint right. so I was out there just doing whatever <laughs> doing drugs yeah. drinking and being an idiot. Uh, I was. I didn't know. You know, like instead, I should have been working on myself. I should have been working on my craft. Everybody grows at different paces, and and so definitely, like anytime definitely. I see somebody sort of kind of cutting out a lot of that unnecessary, and, and like I know this is hard, and I'm not trying to minimalize your pain at oh, all, but like to know. for to to see someone so young to to like take control of it and and like try to understand it and get behind it. Before the age of eighteen is incredible. So yeah, I'm trying, uh, I just big props, man. Thank I just, you. Thank that's, you. That's incredible. It's a work in progress. So when did you? Uh, so who do you work with? As in like oh, producers the and stuff. Music. Do you? Do you would yeah. Do you? Uh, do you? Uh, do you produce your own beats? Do you work with a producer? What do you? Uh, All right. My boy in session produces uh, most of my shit. Um, Legend in session productions. Uh, Corey Todd, uh, super dope dude. We've been working together for the past year producing hits. 
actually working on a f- crazy full-length studio album that's about to blow people's socks off, man. Um, but I just released I just released Outside the Box, which is uh, exclusively produced by Incession Productions. Um, uh, he's been he's been my producer for about a year now. You know, I started off early in my music career using YouTube Beats, easy accessible, and a lot of the studios I was going to weren't like legitimate studios they yeah. were just kind of homies with the booth in the closet yeah, yeah, and so totally. i'm just I'm like still yeah still doing that man yeah, no no it's, it. it's legitimate studios yeah, yeah, definitely totally. you can produce amazing work right. in those crazy environments but you know uh evolving to like a like a more professional like layout and setup but uh but first you know i'm just figuring out how to rap um using youtube beats and just experimenting you know my first mixtape was recorded in a dude's closet literally um <laughs> And then, then I started working with In Session, and uh, been working very hard with him. Um, I, I I don't make my own beats. Uh, I I I know some engineering. Uh, I'm still getting better at that. You know, that's a work in progress as well. Uh, I'm working on getting better at guitar and ukulele, and trying to round myself art out because, like, at the end of my career, my legacy, I don't want to be remembered as a rapper. I really want to be remembered as a very well-rounded artist and being. You know what I mean? I look at myself as um so basically um I look at myself as an alchemist with my words. I found that um a lot of the things that I write down um and I project out into my writings and even like into my songs and I project out to the universe. I've received I've it's almost like some of my lyrics word for word might come back and be experiences for me. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'll go back and I'll go back and I'm like, I wrote that shit down. I wrote that shit down <laughs> and that happened to me. And I'm like, how did I do that? And then I think about it. I spent all my time rapping these lyrics out loud, performing these lyrics on stage, putting all my energy into these words, into these lyrics. And I'm thinking, you don't think you're going to get all of that back? And so I've learned, you know, more of my music, trying to define it and refine it and learning that, you know, People don't understand that this music stuff isn't just like music. There's so much that goes into the creation of music and the 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 the, the deeper function that music plays in everybody's lives. Music is programming. You know, I say uh, a, a line, uh, now that you love me, you'll be starving. You could be homeless. You could be broke. That's Justin Bieber. It's like, I don't, I don't, that, that just came out of nowhere. Why? Because that. It's programmed in my brain. And so it's like music. You're listening to this all day long. You're programming these thoughts, these lyrics, Mm. these sounds, these vibes into your brain. It's food for your brain. And so I'm like, okay, I I plan on having a legitimate fan base one day. I plan on um, having a a long-lasting legacy. And so I'm thinking to myself, okay, if this is what people are going to be listening to, what are they really going to consume with their in their brain and am I going to be proud of what I create you know what I mean and so um I, I kind of forgot the root of the question but basically I'm gonna wrap it up with saying um yeah uh the alchemy um using using what you create and really understanding that what you create is so much deeper so much deeper you know you make a song about drugs fucking bitches sex money murder bro that might sell but think about what you're really saying what you're really connecting to who you are as a being is that you is that a lifestyle is that really who you are is that what you really want people to perceive you as and you know as part of being a musician and an artist is altering people's perceptions of you you know you had a perception of me before i entered the room 
Um, and you know, that's purely defined by my social media presence. What you heard, you, you heard meditation, you heard about suicide. So going into this interview, you already were aware of certain elements about me just due to what I project onto the universe without knowing my name. You, you only knew Nightheart. That's the only, um, without knowing, you know, how, how old I was, anything about me. And so, you know, I go onto a lot of other artists pages and I'm like, you know, it's 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 not the it's, I'm not saying there's any right or wrong way to do this music shit because there isn't. It's all about what you do with yourself. But just thinking about is what you're doing really you, or is it some external factors that programmed you to think this is what you should be? And you know, a, lo a lot of my music is like trying to be my organic self because um, you know, it's hard to be that. It's hard to be that because you know, society wants you to be so much like. Wants you to like when I tell people I'm not in high school as a 17 year old, their first assumption about me is, what are you doing? You should be in high school. You're you're failing. And then I tell people, you know, I sold out my first show at 17 years old. Oh. Uh, I have. Yeah, I, I, I have artwork, uh, poems, literally. Po I have like plaques with my poems on it. I think like two or three around the city. And then they're they're like, oh, wait how the the, the 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 like there's a disconnect because the standard societal thing is i should be going off to college right now you know i should be driving i should have a car blah 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 i should have a job blah 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 you know these are what people would perceive me to be as or want me to be and even me like being black you know being a quote-unquote nigga certain assumptions about me not being in high school thinking i might lead a certain lifestyle so you must sell drugs right you must have a hustle bro you must use drugs i've been accused of being addicted to drugs and i'm like dude i, I smoke weed i smoke weed i definitely i may or might not like to see my let my third eye get big but um anyway fucking you know you're not going to live up to society's Boom. expectations. Fuck that. You said that. You Fuck said that. that shit. Fuck that archaic way of fucking thinking. thinking. This is not the 1950s, bitch. Mm -hmm. Donna Reed's yeah. dead. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, fuck that. This fuck is that not shit, that. Fuck, no, and, and that's, I hate that. I hate it when people are like, you should be doing this. You should be in school. Motherfucker, like... You At 17 no year old, when when you're that young, your brain isn't even fully developed yet. You're not yeah. even a whole person, Being. like uh, physically. You're not even a whole person until you're 26. Yeah. Your prefrontal cortex isn't even fully developed yet. Why the fuck should he be making fucking life long decisions right now? <laughs> why can't he live in this moment? Why can't why can't she fucking be fucking a, a, a fucking singer or why can't she fucking just stay at home and work on a painting? Right. Why can't yeah. he fucking write a comic book right. at seventeen? Right. Fuck you! Like yeah. this piece, these pieces, pieces of paper that are quickly losing their validity mm -hmm. in ten years. Yeah. In ten years. Yeah, unfortunately, that that's that's a very terrible thing. But but even with accredited degrees, people are not getting jobs. Yeah, um, yeah. truck yeah, yeah, yeah. like the trucking industry mm -hmm. is about to be obsolete. Like all these jobs, all robots these robots are about to rule jobs, the world. The robots are ruling the world, bitch. You better learn how to write something, <laughs> paint something. You better learn how to fix, do some plumbing or shit because like, because. 
learn the code. There's yeah. <laughs> learn the coders up because the shit is fucking going down. And there's going to be a huge disparity. Mm-hmm. And the people I think that are going to be standing are the people who kind of who had to carve a place for yeah, themselves. Absolutely. And because like there's no way that I can have a real job. Yeah. No way. Mm-hmm. Every time and I be do happy? Every time I do, I'm just I'm miserable and like I fucking I'm looking for ways to not do the job. I'm yeah. working harder to not oh, work. Your, oh, your brain's over there yeah, thinking about. Yeah, or my brain's is like, or it's dying. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Because you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Ever, ever, and and so when I hear people talking like that. I'm very quick to be like, you yeah. fucking, you're probably not happy with what you're doing in yeah. life. Yeah. And if you are, great. And if you're very successful, wonderful. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you a story. I have a cousin. He's fucking, he's an engineer. Mm-hmm. Worked his ass off. Worked his ass off his whole life. Went to UT. Um, Mechanical engineer? Uh, I, um, yes. Uh, but he, he, he worked his ass off. And, you know, he married young. And he fucking had a career. He had like five kids, and they, he moved them around constantly. And and he uh, and he was never home, and he's always in some other place. And and so his whole family grew up, and his children grew up, and um, he's very well off. And then he his marriage fell apart because that's unsustainable to be away all the time yeah. and expect to like manage a, a relationship a, to grow a relationship. And um, we're having this conversation, and this was last year, and, uh, you know, I, I was like, yeah, I, I know I'm not rich, and I know that I struggle for money, mm-hmm. but I know that I get to go, I get to see my son grow up. Mm-hmm. I get to be there for those moments. Yeah. I get to I get to be with my wife when she needs me. I don't, I'm not out. You know, like I'm, I'm, I get to be with my family right. because I have my, me and my wife have cultivated a life for ourselves. We dug a place out because we just can't yeah. deal with the other shit. Yeah. And my wife, yeah. she was a you corporate. She, she was doing corporate shit. Mm-hmm. My wife, so smart. Like she's so much cooler than me. Uh, she's talented. like, talented she, she's, she's like she's smarter and just much prettier. And um. um so she 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 could do that. She could mm-hmm. just be a corporate cog. Mm-hmm. She can. She's done before. Right. She's made a lot of money. And that's it. That's and, a and the problem good is skill to acquire. She just she she just it it kills her. Yeah. She dies yeah. and then she's a very creative person and she does not like to hear no. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's very driven and and yeah, you know uh, she's she's wonderful and. And it, it's just, it's something, and, and then so when I'm talking to my cousin, he's, he's like, you know, I, I I envy that. He's like, I would trade any of my house, my big house that I live all alone in now. Right. Um, I would trade all of that just that. to have those moments with my children. And yeah. he's like, you know, like, this was honestly a wake-up call for me. And so now he's really trying to, like, work, you know, work on his relationship with his kids. It's really beautiful. He kind of got humbled and... That's so, really so when people are telling you that, you know, when the people are trying to say, "Hey, this is how you should be doing," you, Excuse me. fuck them, fuck oh, them yeah. in their faces. Absolutely. Like yeah, I seriously. don't give a fuck about. Nah. It. And, and like I wish I wouldn't have kind of fell into that 
trap because I held myself to that trap mm. um, where I was like, I have to go to college. And I have, and my mom still, I mean, God bless her, but she still be like, Mijo, I wish you would go back to school. And I'm, <laughs> like, I'm like, Mom, I'm almost 40. I am not going to go sit in a room full of fucking children. <laughs> And fucking try to <laughs> learn a new skill. Right. I'm just going to keep developing these ones and see what happens. Right, absolutely. That ship has sailed. And, Understood, um, man. And, and besides, like we were saying, um, those pieces of paper are losing yeah. any kind of validity yeah. very quickly, exponentially even. Uh, as technology develops, so so yeah, fuck them, and, and I I love it. I love that you're just like fuck it. I'm just gonna devote my energy into being a better human yeah. being and creating something yeah. that that's gonna make other people want to be better too. Because you can be successful and miserable. Like there's people yeah. who devote all their energy into these careers, but don't do that internal work. So by no. the time, so they make terrible decisions with their money. They to make terrible investments. You know, they 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 because they don't. F- figure out themselves first and i figure you know especially being an artist and like you know my foresight as a as a when i was a freshman in high school i was 12 years old um in honors classes i literally four years from now i'm like i'm gonna be in co- i'm gonna be in college i'm gonna take early college classes i'm gonna be in college early mm-hmm. i was i was so i was so dedicated on this and so Although I feel like if that would have occurred, you know, I would have excelled at that. You know, I'm glad life took the dramatic turn it did because it it can it can converge me and like transform me into you know a different a different a different life path that I'm so grateful to have. But um, God damn, <laughs> that was where I was like getting to. But like I completely lost where I was going on the whole <laughs> artist stuff. Um, uh, it's all right, man. It, 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 but I just like hearing you talk. It's just it's fun for it, me man. because like I'm, it's, I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to fix it. I feel oh. like weird keep coming back to age, but it's you don't get to meet you don't get to meet kids that are like that you can really talk to. Right. And I talk um, uh, Sean Bailey. Oh, um, dude, Knife District, crazy yeah, story. Okay. For yeah. favorite favorite ra- first rapper I ever opened up for Ninth District, I uh, was like I was like fourteen or thirteen. Opened up for them for my first show. First artist to ever show me love in the city. I got mad love for those guys. Um, well, Sean Bailey definitely specifically has took an effort, but Perry White and all of Ninth District is legit to me. Um, so yeah, I just want to say that. Oh yeah, Fun well fact. no, I, I I just saw Sean yesterday and I was just like. Cause I, I didn't know, but I know like you, you fuck with Chris Kelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, I've you done do shows for Kelly's. Yeah. Him, so like, I figured you guys all sort of know each other. In yeah, that the network. Scene. Yeah. Um, and so I asked him. I was like, uh, I'm gonna be talking to Nightheart tomorrow because uh, Sean's been on the show, so I his opinion, you know, I value yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and, and so he was like, Oh hell yeah, Nightheart, <laughs> hell yeah, man. And then he told me he was like. Dude, that kid's—he's young, man. Yeah. He's young. He started rapping when he was like thirteen or fourteen years <laughs> old. Sorry about that. I was like, "Oh, really?" And then so, like, all of a sudden, I'm just like, "Oh shit, this." I'm gonna be talking to a little kid, and, and I have to say, like, I have my own biases, right? I understand because I, I, you know, I mean, I didn't know what to expect, and I, yeah. and I told my wife, I was like, "Well, let's go see what this seventeen-year-old's take on the world is," and, you know. Which, and, and I'm being honest, and I'm sorry that. You know, like, and, and and I am kind of ashamed to have that kind of thought process <laughs> nah, because it, I should always be going into these things. At least you're honest. Knowing. At least you're honest. Well, you should be honest with people. Yeah. Uh, Majority of our 
sexual yes. discussion and having time. Yeah. Right, and 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 I and I don't think that all all the uh, anybody under eighteen or anybody under twenty six is, is dum, dum, dum. idiots <laughs> or anything, because you know I was that, yeah. and I know I remember what it's like to mm-hmm. be young and and like insecure and yeah. having your hormones just going nuts yeah. and just like not really able to sort everything. of everything. Gra- you know, you can't really lock anything down cuz everything yeah. is always shifting around. Yeah. You're just and like, then you hit like dude. 18 and then you're just like, "Whoa, so technically I'm an adult now, but I yeah. still feel like a kid." Yeah. And it but they can sure as hell ship you over to yeah. fucking war. Yeah. You know? For sure. Like, For you know, sure. It's like and that's a whole nother thing. It's like, "Oh, fuck it." Like go to college or go to the army or something. It's like, oh, like no, like fuck that. I want to control my life. Exactly, and it's gross though. You know, like that 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 it's the gross part about it is that it's nothing's gross about a young person wanting to better their life. So going to school, if they if someone wants to go to school, go to school, go learn, learn, do what's best for you. If you want to go to the army, go fight or go be a soldier. Do your thing. But, like, when you're pushing this on to people, uh, you know, like, th- that's a totally different thing. Right. And, and, and it's not just one person doing it to people. It's, it's like, a collective. Yeah, yeah It's yeah. the collective hive mind thinking oh, yeah. that, like, oh, yeah. this is what you need to do. Yeah. And, yeah. like, bro, America is not number one in education. Oh, man. Nowhere near number one in education. <laughs> so I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. We still teach kids in this very archaic way where we make them sit still and look forward and be quiet. Don't talk. Fucking don't ask questions. Shut the fuck up. Just listen. Oh, Memorize. Yeah, 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 yeah. Memorize, stupid. That will yeah. make you smart. All these facts. You know? So, like... Are they even no, facts? Fuck you. Like I don't I don't I don't I don't like it when people fucking tell especially nah. when when older people are trying to tell younger people how to live their life. Yeah, man. It's like the best of advice I could give is like you're already doing. It's like <laughs> fucking reprogram. Yeah, yeah. Figure <laughs> learn yeah. Le- like like learn a skill, develop yeah. something. And it's like, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be a plumber or whatever, you nah. know, like you don't have to be an artist to have a legit life or anything. That's not what I'm trying to say. It's like, it's just find something that you really love. It makes and you happy. Passionate yeah. about. Yeah. And, 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 and just develop that. And that might make like, someone else happy too. Exactly. And, and if you want to be a doctor, go be a doctor, go to school. We need I, doctors. We, you need, yeah, we need doctors, <laughs> but we need plumbers. <laughs> uh, so it's, it, there's nothing wrong with you know with with though that choice to to no, make no. these early decisions but there's also nothing wrong with not right and there's nothing wrong with just developing a skill and just being really good at that uh-huh. i think one of the most valuable pieces of advice i've ever received was like you don't need to go to school to do that you don't need that you just need to be really good at something mm-hmm. yeah yeah, motivated. Just be good at something. Driven be to do. Be good it. at and driven, and, mm-hmm. and and that's that's what it is. And the person <laughs> who told me was like two and a half years younger than me, oh. <laughs> who who is uh, who is a phenomenal drummer. Awesome. Uh, I awesome. I love him to death. He's uh, Chris Cancellari. I almost forgot his name. <laughs> He's an amazing drummer and fucking awesome person. So, so how do you since so you have all this foresight? Like, what what's your kind of <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm not trying to put that on you, but what's kind of like your your plan for the next few years? Like how 
Like, have you put in any thoughts into how you want to present yourself yeah, over yeah, the yeah. next few years? Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, so a large part of what I've been doing and this in the state I am in right now is building foundation. You know, um, I'm just now really beginning to understand what a serious music career is. You know, the difference between, you know, doing music occasionally doing music for fun but or really dedicating your life to it so like really figuring out you know if i'm gonna dedicate my life to it what steps can i take to make this process easier um you know my, my, my goal is um I have, I have this album release coming very soon that i'm putting a great deal of thought energy effort into it being a very grand release a release that will will that will uh, be the foundation of a bigger um, a bigger audience for Nightheart. Um, so I'm, I'm going to wait for those doors to open. Um, but my, my foresight into the next five years is a gradual elevation of um, self-sustaining off of music. Um, I'm not I'm not making much off of streams right now. You know, streams a stream is only like a percentage of a cent. Right. So like to really make money off of streams, you got to be putting in streams, you know, um, doing shows. Some shows I'm, I'm getting paid 20, 30 bucks. And that's if I sell some tickets, you know. So like I'm not self-sustaining off of music, but my, 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 my goal is to put in enough work and gain enough audience where I can start get enough traction to be able to at least somewhat self-sustain off of music. And once I'm acquired that, it's just a continuous investment. Um, in my personal life, you know, I, I plan on getting probably at this point my, my GED because a high school diploma and all this high school assistance for me is just, I'm, I've had so much fucked up experiences with high schools out here and just high schools in general that I'd rather just wrap this bitch up because like <laughs> if at any point I want to go to college I can go to college yeah. but I don't I don't see that in my foresight right now um I see uh a gradual elevation in my music career I'm making bigger uh and better connections with uh industry artists and just trying to get pulled in into a bigger pool because I want to remain independent but what I need is a stable fan base and so just acquiring a stable fan base um you know <laughs> A uh, part of my foresight into this entire situation has been self-repair because when I when I look at the future and I look out the world or the realm that I will possibly step in, be stepping in as a rapper, as a musician and an artist, you know, it's dangerous um, not knowing yourself, but having so much resources, so much power, being exposed to certain lifestyles. You know, if I don't repair myself um, and I get into those situations, uh, more than likely I won't make the right decisions. And so I think of it like as preparation for the big time, you know, um, I've had many situations in Toledo that have, uh, mirrored situations that might occur in the bigger industry. And I'm glad that it's happened to me while I'm small and de independent and really just grassroots. Like what? Um, man. And you talk about ne negative aspects? Yeah, negative aspects. Negative, negative aspects. aspects. Um, some very negative aspects with uh, trusting people, uh, becoming, doing business with people, uh, you know, even investing. Like, like um, you know, there's been times where I've, I've, I've been continually, continuously dedicated, motivated, creating work. Um, and I, 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 this is something about protecting your energy, you know, uh, I let a lot of people around me who then used my my power and my stardust and what I was doing uh, and they 
try to almost like extract my secret, my Krabby Patty secret formula <laughs> and put it on their stuff. And before I knew it, people around me are doing things that quite mirror what I've been doing since the beginning. All of a sudden, never before have they ever wanted to do or uh, project themselves a certain way. And then all of a sudden they're they're projecting themselves a certain way. And I'm not going to take accountability for anybody's doing or doing. But there's still a level of knowing that wh what inspired you, what, what motivated you to get on this wave. And so just um, making sure that the people around me aren't actually using me and manipulating me and because i i've i have i've always had the vulnerability of not recognizing my own power not thinking knowing i'm dope but not really thinking to myself like damn lonnie you got it and so you need to watch who's around you because they might recognize you got it and i wasn't i was so busy trying to convince people yeah i'm dope guys that i wasn't realizing they already know i'm dope so what am i what is all this about you know and so you know i try i had to figure out okay you know i'm not a conceited or narcissistic person i'm very humble but i had to also realize that damn lonnie you do have something special and when people see something special something they've never seen before they want to figure out a way how do i get a part of this and so i've had situations where people parasited off of me and then i look up and they rolled my back a little higher than they were before and now i'm looking up and i'm like damn, you know, I'm not about to be like, I'm not about to point fingers, but I'm like, man, you know, I mean, damn, you know, yeah. kind of just roll, you just, right. just kind of, that's kind of fucked up. And, you know, I've had, and then in the industry, you know, it, the bigger I get, the more people are going to want to attach, the more people are going to like want what I have and do anything to get it, especially when it has to do with money, resources, power, and you look at these celebrities, these big artists, and that's all they represent, the flashy clothes, the the, the blah, 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 so-and-so, the big cars. And they think that's what this artist's life is going to lead you to. And that's what I'm low-key trying to avoid. I'm trying to get away from that. I want to make enough. I want to be able to have people enjoy my shit enough to where I can make music from home or live or go on tour or do whatever I want and people be out there being like Nighthard that's all I want to do I don't want to be on the red carpets all that shit flashy chain blah 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 so and so all that shit's lame to me but you know that lifestyle is so appealing and so tempting to other people that when they see you headed in that direction they're like oh I gotta follow this guy mm -hmm. and so I've had many a situation where that is that's been a huge problem and just having to rid out the people in my circle you know, I became a person who was so, so associated, so, um, so freely given. I slutted myself out low key and a lot of people began to attach themselves to Nightheart. And there was a situation in an encounter where I almost lost my life. And yeah. essentially, um, I had to reflect back on all the people who might say they actually were Nightheart's homie or might actually say that they were with Nightheart. But I look up and I'm like, no one's putting in as much effort or energy into this other than me. So am I, if, if I were to pass away right now and everybody around me who said who would be rest in peace, Nightheart, that would be on the, the ride in the, at the time it was Purple Gang, Smop City, everybody who was riding that train, did they deserve to get all the momentum that might have been gathered from my death? No, because no one was putting in as much effort or energy into what was being created as me. And I had to figure, I had to really reflect on myself and think, 
am I do they does the do the people that perhaps may be associating with me deserve that association in case of a in case of that momentum in case of that blow up and I found out that no no (laughs) and so I had to rid everyone away buckle down and be like okay so this is Nightheart's business this is night hard this isn't just everybody or anybody who wants to be a part of this this is my business this is what i have to do because at the end of the day you know when it's time to sign paperwork or it's a name on a bill or whatever 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 you know my name and so i got to remember that uh, that association carries a lot of weight and not to say that I'm some big famous dude, because I'm I'm local as fuck. I'm local <laughs> as fuck. I got 200 followers on SoundCloud. Uh, you know, I average a couple hundred listens here and there. I don't got that many spots. I'm 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 local as fuck. But you know, it's all about potentiality. I feel like you know, I understand that I'm small and I understand I have a lot of growing to do. But as long as I maintain the drive, motivation, and I still have the potential that anything is possible. And so, you know, local isn't forever. Eminem was local. Uh, Russ is uh, self-made man. Logic was in the ghetto of uh, Maryland. Uh, T Grizzly from the ghetto of Detroit. Uh, literally local, local, small. But before you knew it, boom, where did it come from? Dedication, drive, hard work, and sacrifice. And, you know, one day, my heart. And that's what I'm hoping on. And I'm not going to speak on that, though. <laughs> that's what I don't speak on. That That's fine. I, I understand that. It's like anytime, anytime that there's, like, a potential for, like, industry attention, it's like, for me, I see it always as um, I always have my arms out like this. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah. What you, what, first of all, what are you offering me? Yeah, 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 yeah. What do you have me? Because I know what I got. What yeah. do you got? Yeah, and what you got? And then, and then like, let's back. see. Let, in, anytime that shit. It's like most people are just talking shit. Yeah. And that's what I've yeah. learned just, yeah. just over the years. Most people are just talking shit yeah. Yeah. Or, or trying to get money off you yeah. somehow. You Definitely. know, so, so, I mean, it's smart. It's smart, man. It's smart that, that you sort of just get rid of the the baggage yeah. the extra weight that you don't need and and just focus right? yeah. just, just stay focused on myself you yeah, know that's, on myself yeah because cuz you got cuz you got to love yourself to love other people exactly yeah, man. and I that's can. what you want to do yeah. and, and i can see it you want to love other people you want to give course. love to other people and that's that's a very it's a very beautiful yeah. thing to want to give yeah and, and, and but it can be stupid too. right exactly exactly no and and that, that's something i had to learn too man yeah. hey we all gotta learn it. we all have to like deal with these this bullshit before we can sort of fear out the next level right for sure and and you said earlier like you know i had to go through hell to kind of like yeah figure out who i am and sort yeah. of like really grasp it and like you know run with it and that, and that's great man i mean not, not every person gets that at your age yeah. and not every person so that it's definitely I'm very blessing, fortunate but. i'm very fortunate like a lot of my peers and a lot of people like I might, there's some amazing people I know, amazing people I know, and they they battle such terrible things, you know, such, and it's just like you know, it's hard to see, and I understand that there's there's so much pain rooted in people, and everybody carries a different baggage, 
and like my empathetic side is when I see everybody and I and it's just like man everyone is in pain in their own kind of way man and it's sad a lot of my peers I see are amazing talented people but maybe they're just drowning themselves and like I there's people who I know who are so talented but self-sabotage themselves to the point where they don't put their talent out there you know what I mean and it's not even always intentional people have so much unattended internalized stuff that they'll be fucking themselves over without realizing it they'll be like why have i not what, what why have i not made any progress what, what's going on did you really think that did you take the time to really look and really take that reflection and figure out why because normally it's rooted in yourself not anyone else it's yourself and man you know it's really sad man it's really sad so you uh, you just released a new uh, single, right? I saw you post oh, it. Oh, is, is that did, did you just did you is that a full length release or is that okay. coming out soon? Um, so um, I, I I just I just released a single called Bang. Um, it's a part of a package of singles that are gonna be coming as preparation for my album. Um, my album my album is probably not gonna have any singles, and so it's a full length album, it's like sixteen to eighteen tracks. Oh, nice. Um, but it's uh, ambitious. Kind of don't <laughs> want. Yeah, I kind of don't want to. Uh, well, the secret. And actually, I'm not gonna say you the secret. Say ah, but, but, hey, <laughs> but I, I was just curious. Would we be able to to play that on the show? That oh, bang, bang. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, man. That's okay. out right now. Let's uh, let's yeah let let let's um I'll edit it. In, okay, for sure. We'll throw to it. All right, and then, super. Um, and then we can talk about it a little bit, and then let's talk about more about super. the album if you want to. Super. Um. So let's uh we're gonna listen to Bang. It's the latest single yeah, yeah, from yeah. Nightheart here. Bitch I bang. <laughs> we're gonna listen to that and we're gonna come right back. Alright, sweet. Damn dick. 
So can you just sort of take me through it and what what it is for you and, and explain it as much as you feel like you have right, that you need sweet. to? Alright, so Bang actually transpired from a group, a group session. I was with some homies and I'm just like I put on this beat and I'm like, what should I rap about? And like I've varied friends on the spectrum. Some smoke weed, some do psychedelics, some are straight edge. And so tell me why the only the only straight straight edge you in the room is like you should do one about acid. And I'm like, <laughs> and I think it's because you know I think he saw me on acid one time. We were having a very good conversation. He yeah. probably thought that was a good topic. And I'm just like good topic. And so I'm like, and so um. You know, uh, the, the first lyrics is, my skin is turning purple. Uh, you know, um, I'm very well associated with the color purple. Um, and so uh, I think I, I wanted to do like an abstract representation of an acid trip in the vocalization of the song, but also just in like the presence of the song. And so it's my skin is turning purple. Obviously, your skin, you don't, I mean, that, I don't, I've never done that much of anything for to see my skin purple, but I don't believe that ever really happens. It's never happened to me. It's just an exaggeration. Yeah. But um, essentially, you know, it's about, yeah, bang, yeah, bang into your brain, rip the heart out of your veins. Everybody want to say, I just swear they sound the same. Basically, the drug, it bangs into your brain, just punches you, rips the heart out of your veins. Basically, you can literally extract you know your very essence and what 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 but it has a mirroring thing with me as a musician and my music being a drug my music bangs into your brain yeah i bang yeah i bang into your brain rip the heart out of your veins i pull and extract people's emotions people's feelings people's thoughts from their heart and it's just an exaggeration um and it's just it's, it's, it's a mirroring effect um and essentially, the song is about, it has very mirroring uh, effects. Like, I, I think I talk about LSD in the song, uh, about uh, tripping and LSD and seeing the, the, the third eye, seeing certain signs. But, you know, mirroring the effect of my music and my music being the drug, being the thing that banks into your brain. And that's, as a, as a musician, that's my goal. I want you to get addicted to my music so you can rack up them streams, support your boy, <laughs> because I got to sustain. But um, anyway, you know, uh, it's, it's, the song is a, it's a very interesting song. Uh, I just, it was just a free write, you know, and before I knew it, you know, it had that aggressive, yeah, bang, yeah, bang it to your brain, yeah, bang, yeah, bang it to your brain, because, like, I, I've always, because, you know, I feel like rap and punk music has a very mirror, like, uh, from the root of what it, the, the feeling of uh, the sensation of the rebellion and mm -hmm. the, against the system, and just wanting to use your voice to say fuck you to anybody who says otherwise, is very, very, um, you know, core, yeah. yeah. And I feel as though uh, I feel like rap, punk rap, you know, rock, rock rap. That shit is fire to me. That shit's fire as fuck. Are you say, are you are you a big fan of Limp Bizkit? Like, I'm not. <laughs> just joking. That I'm was not. a shitty joke. I'm okay. sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. That was a terrible joke. Um, nobody's a fan of Limp Bizkit. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> um, no, no, I feel you, man. Like I love that though. I've yeah. never thought about that. Yeah. Like that. Um, how punk and and hip hop rap very are, correlative. Yeah, they definitely have a lot of related. Like the, definitely the the, mm. the sense of rebellion mm. and the aggressive yeah. nature of yeah. the rebellion. The punch that the bang. The punch the bang. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, totally, man. Because they both in their time had like a huge impact. Yeah. I mean, I know you're young, but I'm well, sure your mom. 
Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and DM, DMX too. DMX is a hardcore rapper. He got that, that yeah, yeah. Like that punch, just ridiculous. Um, but but I remember as a kid seeing like um, who was it? It was like what was it? Uh, Barbara but not Barbara but or Tipper Gore or something like talking bad about NWA and like you know Congress <laughs> wow. Congress wow. there yeah. was Congress was in session because Ice T had a song where he's talking about blowing cops fucking heads up <laughs> shotgun right you know it, which but but you know he's fucking like at that time yeah this is what people were seeing yeah and this is what was Pe- going on this and, is, and this is not what this is not what the powers that be that were wanted control. people to see yeah and and, and and suppression it's always about that yeah. it's always about silencing keep it quiet, keep it quiet. yeah keep don't, it quiet. don't speak the truth punk rock man when when the Sex Pistols came out they oh, uh, they bro. were they went out on the boat and they were singing. What was the song? It's like something like "fuck the queen" or something. Yeah. But like they're they're out in the water in front of uh, the big palace, uh, Buckingham Palace, and just fucking screaming away about "fuck the queen." Oh, and like you know, like you know what I mean? Yeah. What? Did she ban? Oh, did she ban for the ripping the Pope? Right. But uh, I'm not. I don't know what the backlash was, but I just know that that was something that yeah, happened, yeah. and like, and it, we're just sort of drawing the image of like these rebellious forms of the uh, rebellious art forms that yeah. sort of it, that did actually change the environment. Yeah, it it's a cultural thing. Exactly. Yeah, very revolutionary. Exactly. Well, it depends on who you talk to. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's for sure. The, uh, you know, I mean, ISIS. I mean, to ISIS members, ISIS is. The revolutionaries, to us, they're yeah. the terrorists. Yeah. Who, it all who, depends on who paints the picture. Who's I guess. painting the picture? Who's who's writing the books here? Um. So, uh, tell me a little bit about the album, and you know, I know you said there's some secrets involved, so you yeah, don't have yeah, to yeah. do that. But if you could just give me whatever you want to tell me about this upcoming thing, because because eighteen, sixteen, eighteen tracks is a very ambitious project. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Full uh, length for sure. It's a, it's well, a that sounds like a double. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so so I mean, uh, what uh, if you don't want to talk too much about it, what what kind of inspired you to sort of take on a, a, a bigger project like this? All right, so I've spent a lot of my music career so far essentially developing myself, cultivating yeah. myself, different styles, different ways to inflect. Um, different figuring out, you know, as an artist, okay, I, I want pe- Nightheart to be a recognizable. When you hear Nightheart, you, you hear almost like a sound or a lyric. I want I want something to really be able to build like a foundation to associate with me as an artist. Um, and so essentially, you know, I, I basically, so far, all of my work has been experimental. It's been completely experimental. Me figuring out my sound. Outside the box, my latest project was literally the definition of that if you listen to the entire project no song sounds the same in fact they all sound dramatically different from each other and i look at it as like a flavor palette you're getting the cheese you're getting the little uh meat here you're getting the grape you're just you're getting all the different flavors and you're getting an idea of what it might taste like together dream boy is the name of the project um dream boy is something that really means a lot to me i'll go into depth about that momentarily but essentially this is the full meal this is the mashed potatoes the gravy the steak this is when you're ready to really dive in into who nightheart is where he comes from what he's about and 
the his music style and what he can do with his music, this is the project that you'll go to to hear the full capabilities of where I'm at right now. And you know, I, I've well, my goal with the project is to deliver a story. Um, essentially, I look at my discography as the MCU, um, MCU almost, where it's like I'm building this continuity. So at the end of my discography, people could listen to my albums and almost get an idea of what my life journey was like. And so Dream Boy, the prequel is the, the idea behind Dream Boy, the prequel is it's everything that embodied me before I became the person, you know, I'm, I'm tearing me to shreds and putting it inside of an album so that you understand the foundation of which Nightheart is rooted. So when you see Nightheart in public or you 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 get a real strong sense who I am without knowing me. And it's all about who my childhood, essentially. Um, Dream Boy, I came up with when I was about six or seven. Um, I used to go. I was actually in kindergarten. I was in kindergarten. I used to. I used to go to a, a all boys school where I had a charter school, all boys school where I had to wear like the whole uniforms and shit. And I, I, I remember I had a white t-shirt, and I wrote D B with a, like a, a fake Superman sign on this white t-shirt and marker. It was. It was. I was only like six or seven, so it was terrible. <laughs> but I used to wore. I wore this shirt under my dress shirts every day. Every day dream boy and i had this obsession because when i was young my dreams would be so lucid and vivid and i felt like i could control my dreams i felt like like i, I would have a dream and i look around and be like holy shit you know let me fly real quick holy shit i can fly like i would i as a young as a, a child i had a very weird knack for dreams and being able to manipulate dreams and you know i had an association with dream boy and you know, throughout the years that I've developed leading up to who I am to now, I've 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 had to grow up very fast. I've experienced a lot of trauma and suffering and pain. And I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to go back to that dream boy, that 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 young man who looked at the world with bright eyes, you know what I mean? I'm trying to go root finding the root of who I am, who I've always been, so I can show people that. And so at the foundation of my music career, my first album, you can listen to that bitch and already know where I'm at. And so anything beyond that, you can just go trace back to Dream Boy and you'll 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 get it. And for all the fans, because I know for my favorite artists, I, I watch their evolutions. MGK is one of my favorite artists. He just dropped Binge, I know all Bloom, Lace Up, uh, Half Naked and Almost Famous, all his projects. And I could see the evolution from his first project to who he is now, all the connecting elements. I like when artists bring up lyrics from their old songs. I like when artists likes to throw out a bar from their old song just for those fans who remember that bar. And they're like, holy shit, yeah. he said that shit. <laughs> and I'm just like, I, I'm really yeah. trying to build that continuity with my music I love career that too, man. easter eggs like yeah. finding little easter yeah. eggs and art like that's i just get off on that and exactly so, so i'm just curious um comics and dream boy and superheroes have you thought about taking your world out like just expanding your world like um like making like a, a comic off of the like I, I, I mean have you have you thought about connecting all the pieces and just just oh dude you're hacking on to some very hey we shouldn't we shouldn't be talking about that okay perfect no no i got you though i got you no because it, to, to be honest that is kind of where i'm at in my I'm, journey of artistry yeah. uh, being an artist is like 
everything that I've ever done is kind of coming back together. It's coming together in this weird amalgamation. Yeah, dude. Uh, Very weird, actually. Yeah, likewise, (laughs) my friend. Likewise. Yeah. (laughs) It's just been weird, man. (laughs) Oh, but it's. I'm very happy with what I'm doing right now. Yeah, I'm like I'm That's at, awesome, bro. I feel like personally I'm I'm doing the best that I've ever done in that's my dope, life. Bro. Very yeah, good. I agree. I very, agree. Very and that's proud. awesome. And then so like the, you know, like again, you know, it's awesome that you're sort of like coming to this at a young age. And and then so when I think of someone who's sort of approaching that mentality, this mm-hmm. mindset that you're sort of embarking on. Yeah. To think of where that's going is so cool, man. Like that's, I appreciate that's that, bro. That's real cool, man. It like the seeds are planted, and like yeah, you man. got a good root system, and you got like nice base of a tree. And, like I'm where trying, these leaves bro. gonna, where these branches gonna that's blow out I'm, to, man. You know, it's very interesting. Definitely, bro. And it's very interesting. You're a very interesting person, man. Thank I, you. I am having a very good time. I appreciate and it. We're, Likewise, we're, we're coming up on two hours here, oh, which does not. Sure. Uh, um, so, is so. I know I I know I touched on something you wanted to skip past, so we'll 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 kind of skip forward. And I got you though. I got a good response. To okay, what you please. Said. So, I I have a I I have I, okay. So I created I have a whole, about a hundred characters in my brain. Um, I, I wrote them all down, but like it's come to the point where like they're literally I haven't I don't have any like tangible proof that I have over a hundred superhero characters in my brain. But they are. I have a, an encyclopedic knowledge of characters that you wouldn't even know existed, um, and so one of my, my 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 one of my goals is to be a comic book artist. But you know, or not a comic book artist, but a writer. But blending music and comic books is something that it's it's something that is. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm gonna do that. <laughs> I'm just I'm just gonna put that out there. It's something I'm working on. A, a, a music comic book experience yeah, is that something that you've ever experienced well i mean, I, I don't i don't i know like coe and cambria have you ever heard coe and cambria uh, no they did sort of a thing they're more of like um they're like an indie rock like um huh i don't know they're they're oh. but they but they had like a comic book thing okay and, okay. and uh it's very yeah i mean like I don't know. I mean, if you ever have a chance or even are interested, check them out. Oh, right, for sure. Comics and, and the music. Oh, yeah. I like the music. Beautiful. It's kind of progressive and mm-hmm. it's it's heavier. And um, right. but it, but he says a lot. And, and a lot of their albums are very much like uh, uh, concepts. You right. Know, concept albums. And <laughs> Those stuff. are the shits. I love concept albums. albums are the too, shits. Man. Like Pink Floyd is one of my favorite bands of yeah. all time. Yeah. And, they, you know, that's all that they do is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's all that they did. <laughs> uh, but uh yeah man the the whole the whole idea of 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 connecting all the pieces is yeah. it's like what and together. that's why I'm so into Game of Thrones right now bro that's why I'm into the MCU <laughs> What's MCU? What's the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Oh, okay, okay, yeah, thank yeah, yeah. you, thank you. Okay, I I knew it was something that I knew, but it just was <laughs> I understand, not there. I understand. Well, and and what's weird about that is is that so much is deviated from the original books. And yeah. It's not like the books stay on any real like linear yeah. path, you know. Everything's everywhere. Right. Exactly. So like it's just whatever yeah. they kind of want, and they sort of pull from a, a, a big pool of inspiration Definitely. that's already been written out. But oh, what, what do you think? I I know. Uh, so they have all these movies. 
coming back, um, like Black Panther. There's gonna be yeah, another yeah, Black yeah. Panther, so you Doctor know Black Strange. Panther is gonna come of back. What? So like, what what what's your theory on how they're gonna sort of overcome this? You got oh. one planned out? How they're All gonna right. over? Oh, and we're talking about the Avengers, by the way. We're talking yeah. about uh, Avengers Endgame. Yes. We're talking about uh, what what was the first one called? Or um, is this a f- this is the second? But it's like this is the second part, but not. It's like right. Infinity War came out last right. year, and then this was Endgame. Yes. And then this is all the MCU. So this is what we're talking. This is just so if anybody's out Lost there, track. no yeah. idea what the fuck I'm talking about. We're talking about the ending spoiler where if, if you haven't seen fucking. If you put a turn on the TV or turn on your <laughs> phone, I'm pretty sure you've seen yeah. their promotional advertisements crazy. Like they will f- force feed that shit down yeah, your throat. They want you to remember exactly what happened. Exactly. So, so half of the Marvel Universe characters disintegrated into Ash, I guess. Yeah, dead, and dead, then. Dead. Um, yeah, and, but but apparently half of the entire universe is is completely wiped out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By Thanos, who, uh, who the got Mad the Titan. <laughs> oh, oh, dang, Damn. mom over whoa, here. Whoa, she whoa, whoa! On the opposition. <laughs> She's like, I think we're a little too overpopulated. <laughs> if you them. ask me. <laughs> Let me get them Infinity Stones. <laughs> oh man. All right. So, so have you have you thought it out? Have you you got oh, any yeah. ideas of how Bro. they're gonna pull it off? Yeah. So, all right. Let me tell y'all. First of all, Cap is gonna die. Captain America's dead as fuck. This nigga. Okay, listen. <laughs> Captain America is the only dude who has legitimately no purpose other than to fight all the time. Like he doesn't have a family. His family's dead. Yeah. He doesn't have friends. His friend got disintegrated. So of course, <laughs> no, his two friends, the black dude and the white dude, they both got disintegrated. So you're telling me Captain America is not gonna be the dude that takes the bullet. His entire purpose. So Cap's gonna die. All right, okay. Cap's gonna die. Um, uh, these are these are end game predictions. Yeah, these are end game predictions. I know Captain America is gonna die for sure though. Like, okay, so so. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're like very well built human beings. So made for the screen, here's what's gonna happen. Better be hot. All right, so. <laughs> I don't want to look at no fat, ugly people. Facts. Trying to like, fight. Superheroes. Fight, fight, cry. <laughs> Will you slow down? <laughs> I'm out of breath. Slow down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, What's I'll your power? You <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He knows not to do it again. I scared him off. We're good. I'm going to go get a donut. <laughs> Isn't that every cop ever? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't know. Trigger. <laughs> <laughs> um... I, that's that's a whole nother issue. Fat cops bother the fuck out of me. <laughs> that is just a whole nother Please thing. Please don't feed that, the stereotype. That's worse than fat superheroes. Uh, fat yeah. cops. Who? What kind <laughs> of crime are you preventing? Like, <laughs> fucking, uh, okay. Anyway, so yeah, yeah, let's yeah. get back to pr- predictions because right. I know yeah, yeah, as soon yeah. as we start going down the cop the, thing, the it's going to go... Rabbit hole. We're yeah. going to get way too serious yeah. and we're trying to end a little bit. We ain't going to be political. Yeah. I'm like, oh, let's get it on a uh, good note. Yeah, so, please. Iron Man's going to get the Infinity Gauntlet because, all right, listen. Iron Man is that dude. He's been that dude since the very beginning. Yeah. Who else is going to... The dude who started the universe has to be the dude that restarts the universe after everyone got disintegrated. Oh, right. I agree so, with you there. I, I believe Tony's going to pop up in that 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 thing. He's going to be like, uh, he's going to snap his fingers. And then, all right, so, so, <laughs> all right, so, so Marvel owns the right to X-Men and Fantastic Four, right? And and they've already said, like, it's going to take a minute for them to start integrating because they still got shit planned out. Right. But I feel like 
whatever happens because they already said like this movie is about to be so much bigger than the last movie like they're going to be on some multiverse level shit and there's already theories of time travel because there are scenes of Captain America back in his suit from the first Avenger with like something on his wrist almost like he time traveled and with Ant-Man's technology uh, it it, it goes past space and time when you shrink down to the microscopic level so there's no way that between the time stone with Doctor Strange Ant-Man's technology and all these other mystical and crazy things that they're time travel isn't involved so a part of me is thinking okay so like tony stark's gonna get this fucking uh, infinity gauntlet he's gonna change the universe after everything happens but i feel like something's gonna happen where maybe like cap doesn't die but maybe they put him back and it's like right time period to live like it's almost like a time loop oh. where they put him in like an envelope a time where he's able to live his life oh without you know because i feel like but it it would be better i feel like it would be so much better because they're going it's multiversal so they're going to do some shit that completely shifts the universe entirely Mm -hmm. things that we once thought were going to happen in the avengers and marvel are going to be completely different so i'm thinking what would be the best way to end captain america's arc to just kill him off or maybe to put him back where he belongs Mm -hmm. and like i feel like so many things are going to change where like a lot of the characters that we know now are going to be basically non-existent. Like, I feel like everyone's going to go to the back burner and it's just going to be uh, a new a new wave of surgeons of superheroes. But I feel like whatever happens with Tony getting the gauntlet, because I'm convinced Tony's going to get the gauntlet, is somehow going to alter the universe. And all of a sudden, you're going to have, like, mind-reading motherfuckers with three claws and optic blasts. And then you're going to have, like the thing in human torture and I, I just have this i just have this creeping suspicion mm. that it's going to be some weird shit that happens at yeah. the end of the movie yeah, yeah she loves robert downey jr no, talking about cap they know. Oh, oh they know. damn um wait what what's that guy's <laughs> name josh brolin josh brolin is that speaking of cable um <laughs> cable yeah he was a good cable. Yeah, he was a good cable. He, he was, was solid. A, he's a good evil guy. Yeah. He's great at it. I love Deadpool. He was just like, God, all right, God, Thanos. So <laughs> just like, oh, so man. Good. He's like, I thought, uh, this is so dark and edgy. Are you sure this isn't a DC movie? <laughs> 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 I love it. I love it. No, I love how, how uh, Deadpool kind of like came in and, and shifted the idea of what uh, uh, a, a, uh, the a Marvel- superhero. Oh, I don't know what just happened. My shoulder just <laughs> popped somehow. Yeah, no, totally. Like, dead, sorry, I'm I'm aging. This is I'm literally aging in front of you right now. I'm falling apart. I might as well be forty pieces already. I don't know. This, anyways, uh, uh, what what the fuck were we talking? God damn it. Oh, what was it? Cable, Doc, Deadpool, superhero movies. Yeah, Deadpool, Deadpool shifted, shifted the per- shifted the idea of yeah. what it should be, yeah. and, and he broke down like the fourth wall by like yeah. addressing the audience. Yeah, and love how, that. I think on the first one they kind of, I think on the second one too they talk about Green Arrow. Yeah, right? yeah. How Gr- Green Lantern. Green Lantern. How yeah. terrible Green Lantern. <laughs> yeah. He was like, "Don't make my suit green or animated." <laughs> yeah. Like, whose idea was to make this dude's entire outfit CGI? Like, <laughs> come on. Well, that's oh my where, gosh. You know, and like I love like like. I love the Marvel Universe too, but sometimes it's so cartoony that it like yeah. really does pull me out. But I understand. But how the fuck else are you gonna do this? Right, you have not, to. Yeah, you you got you have to uh, let your imagination sort of let it go a little bit. Yeah, you gotta give them a little room because how else are you gonna have giant spaceship blowing up New York City? Exactly. You know? <laughs> a big green dude. Yeah. I'm always angry. So. Um, 
Tell me, fucking, uh, uh, what, what? I'm gonna give you a couple rapid fire questions right, and just it. sort of end. Uh, what are some seminal albums that sort of changed the way you look at music, the way that you approach music, the way that you approach art? Got um, you. Uh, just like, and I know it's. Uh, I I used to ask like, what's the one? But right. asking a musician what one which <laughs> one artist inspired them or changed their life is yeah. like asking. I don't know. I have a. I don't know an analogy for that, but. Please Please. Uh, <laughs> um, so I think that's a little easier for me. Yeah, mint chocolate chip for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I think butter pecan. I can go right to what I like <laughs> for music. It's well, I've asked this question so many times that I have my answers. But right. uh, please, yeah, what's yours? Um, my first answer is Bloom by Machine Gun Kelly. Um, Machine Gun Kelly's from Ohio, Cleveland. You know, that's that's inspiring for me. Um. You know, I grew up on his music before he took this. Bloom is a very alternative project for him. It's very, like, existential. Like, a lot of the shit that he talks about in this album is so fucking grounded and relatable. It's insane. And coming from listening to his music where he was... he He's traditionally a chopper rapper. He raps super fast. That's what got Machine Gun Kelly. And in this album, he's singing to guitar, talking about, like, like he's, he, it's like, it started, it, it, the progression from rapping and just being a rapper to a songwriter and composing some beautiful works of art. I've listened to Bloom before, some terrible experiences in my life. I've listened to Bloom during some best experiences in my life, you know, and I feel like the songs on that album specifically uh, really speak to my soul. Uh, Under Pressure by Logic is a great project, uh, you know, that project is highly inspired by the project I'm working on now because that project was, like, the project where he really told his story. Like, he really, when I listened to that project, I really got the feel for what it was like for Logic growing growing up and developing his craft under these circumstances. And that's what I'm trying to do with Dream Boys, tell the story of, like, what it was like for me growing up and cultivating myself to become the person you know today. And that's very inspiring for me. Um, my mom's album, single-handedly was my first inspiration can we ever. get a, can we get a shout out for the mom's album oh, like yeah, yeah, what's yeah, the yeah. name of the album how yeah, can yeah, you yeah, find yeah. this how can i oh find this God. specifically <laughs> okay what was your name what was b fly that was your stage yeah you got a verse you got a hot 16 oh, uh, oh, oh come on come you want on. me to cut this out? Well, hey, cut that out if you want me to cut this out I don't want to ruin any spoilers. Yeah. I mean, my mom is my secret weapon. You know, she writes all my shit. <laughs> 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 she writes my Yeah, song. you already know. Uh, so mom's is about to drop a hot 16 or what? Oh, yeah. My, my mom has a really... I've done... I've We've done two songs together. Cool. Um, my mom, beautiful. Dude, uh, doing my songs with my mom is like the weirdest thing ever in like the best <laughs> way. Because like, you yeah. know, I look at life, you know, you know, one day my mom's not going to be here, but those songs will. And I'm like, you know what? I really appreciate just the opportunity of being able to have that kind of relationship with my mom to be able to one day listen to those songs. You'd be like, damn, you know, me and my mom... We did that, yeah. you know, and so like, you know, I, I, of course I have to feature her because she's an amazing rapper, amazing artist, uh, amazing visual artist, but man, her music is so underrated. Um, but yeah, I had to get her on my, especially a project about my evolution as a person. I had, oh, like, yeah. I got Sean B on that because he was the first artist I ever up for in my history. So if this is an album about my history, I got to have Bailey on that because <laughs> that's my boy. I, yeah. He was the first person I ever opened for. And uh, that's something I pride myself off of. He's a cool dude. Um, and, you know, I got a lot of people who are rooted in uh, my beginnings and stuff on this album. But, 
Yeah, uh, I would say uh, from the root of the question, MGK Bloom, Under Pressure by Logic, B Fly by B Fly. <laughs> it was your self-titled album, and I would say, um, Recovery by Eminem hmm. was probably a huge influential thing subconsciously when I was growing up. Even though that didn't necessarily inspire me artistically, subconsciously it motive it it opened my eyes to the realm of like what could be you know what i mean because like this dude was a super influential artist super influential rapper and you know i'm like man this is really dope this is really dope so i think he was the first rapper that really opened my eyes like the bigger spectrum and then from there like i kind of stopped fucking with eminem i'm not gonna lie (laughs) dude i fell off eminem like after like the Slim Shady LP. Yeah, the Slim Shady LP was smack. <laughs> Dude, I love, I love like all that the early Eminem and and even Kanye West. My God, like those early albums, oh, are just incredible oh, and like shit. and whatever he's become now, which I think is amazing. <laughs> I just <laughs> spectacular. You know, like I think you, know, I, I, I just. I know, I know what he's seen as, and I know that there's this ego going on, and I, but like. I just I just love his ability to fucking get a point across like on a global scale. Yeah, absolutely. And so like if he's out there and like he is very methodical. He's very well thought out. Like the Jay-Z Beyonce dynamic thing, like all these all these things that they do publicly. That just sort of, you know, like, mm-hmm. it, and it's always surrounding an album release, you know, mm-hmm. it's like Becky with the good hair came out <laughs> yeah. with the release of an album yeah. and all this speculation yeah. of Jay-Z cheating and whether that happened or not, who cares? They sold or they yeah, yeah. got those streams. They oh, made yeah, their they money. And, yeah. and I do believe that Kanye West has something to do with that just by the way he he publicly can manipulate yeah, people i know thoughts. that's not something that he's he talks about he's like yeah i'm publicly manipulating but this is yeah i mean the motherfucker's a genius yeah. like you know he's a genius that's I a mean, part of the industry he's, he's fucking he he works it he works it oh and so, absolutely you know you don't have to agree with him uh, i don't know what the fuck that donald trump shit was but you know you was ahead <laughs> of playing <laughs> um okay uh so Nightheart, how can people find your music? How can people find you? How can you know? How can they connect? How can uh, you know? How can they stay current with right. Nightheart? I would say your first step is to Google Nightheart, one word. Um, you can pretty much find anything you need to find there. Um, direct links to my Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, Facebook, Instagram. I'm a Nightheart everywhere, one word. Night as in sword and shield, because some. Dude, I can't tell you how many times I perform and I'm like, yeah, I'm Nightheart. And they think I'm talking about nighttime. And I'm yeah. like, no, no, <laughs> no, with, no the with the K. With the K and bro. so I always got to specify that. You know, night <laughs> I'm Nightheart with, with the K. Okay. For real. For Can real. You say that? I'll say it. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. That's dope. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, Nightheart night um, with the K. <laughs> um, <laughs> anywhere you find me, you know, uh, I would recommend just. Give me a try. Give me a listen. You know what I mean. Um, even if all my all my songs don't resonate with you, um, I'm sure if you have the willingness to uh, have an open ear and listen to what I have to say, you might, you will, you will find at least one song that will resonate with you. Um, can, can I just play Chopsticks? Oh, yeah. <laughs> chopsticks is that shit, dude. Chopsticks is that shit. All right, let's listen to Chopsticks, and we'll be right back and wrap up. Uh, wrap up with uh, Nightheart. 
fuck flexing with guns, bro. Cause I will kill all you motherfuckers with some chopsticks. You feel me? Kung Fu kicking in my conscience. Come through, kid. Hit with the chopsticks. Put a fly on the wall and some hot shit. Come through, kid. Hit with the chopsticks. JT drinking in my conscience. Sipping my drink with a name by the chopsticks. Meditation, concentration, never catch me falling off. Come through, get hit with the chopsticks. Bet I never flex with a chopper. Chopsticks, how I kill the game proper. No fork, no spoon when I pop up. Serving soul food like a potluck. Young cutthroat, always had our luck. Held a weight on his back, but he got up. Never tell me, young man, that you ain't none. Watch you make kiss till I'm ancient. People call my phone like, who it be? I'ma answer, who the fuck you think? Black samurai with the red eyes. Eating egg rolls by the bedside. If you feel me, I'll be diving deep. Everything ain't always what it seems. Monster beneath my are back chopstick i just love that but Kung that's, fu kicking in my oh yeah that, that's dope um uh one more thing okay. just because you said it and i just wanted to touch on it and i'm sure we could just keep going all fucking night oh, dude, but uh yeah. i do have to go <laughs> to it, the bathroom um, so, uh, oh, when you were saying uh the that that bloom was a very mm-hmm. relatable thing mm-hmm. um i just wanted to point out is like that's what I've been thinking about you this whole time is mm-hmm. like that you're going for a goal that's very l- relatable mm-hmm. and it's not this like over the top like I'm spending money, no. bitches and ho- whatever it is, you know, like this exaggerated <laughs> lifestyle. Um, I feel like and, and I'm, I'm relating to it only because it's been working for me. It's like I, as soon as I started being honest and yeah. being open about myself and like being vulnerable yeah um 
things started to change, and yeah. and, and I think <laughs> that that is where I think that people are going in that direction because. Yeah. Everything is so artificial, like oh, Facebook dude. and Instagram. Yeah. All, all everything we see, all, like advertisements Turn everywhere, everything. And so when you hear something that is relatable and real, yeah. and like you know, like oh, he's going through that too, and I think that people are craving that, yeah. whether they are tricked into thinking that they need this, but I think people are really craving. <laughs> yeah. Honesty, authenticity, authenticity, yeah. and so I, I just wanted to point that out. It's, it's interesting that you know, like Bloom is a very highly influenced yeah. thing, and yeah. it's something that's sort of revealed to you. It's yeah. like, hey, I just need to put myself, and, it, and it, it's something that it seems like you just did naturally. Right. It just seemed like something you naturally did just yeah. to get past your own yeah. trauma yeah. And, 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 you know, the things you're going through. So I just wanted to, and I guess on that note, that no, that's it, dope. It, 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 it's interesting. <laughs> Inspire. And, and that you, uh, that yeah, you're great, man. And fucking I appreciate that, bro. Keep going. You're great, man. bro. I, I, I can't <laughs> wait to see what you develop into as a human being. Thank man. you, bro. Thank and, you, bro. And, 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 and props to mom over here. <laughs> I must say. <laughs> I'm Thank super you. glad I got to come on this podcast. You know, I, I, I listened. Uh, I mean, the first podcast I listened to was Chris Kelly and the Phonics, and I quite enjoyed oh. that one. Oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah no that doubt. was that was a, that was that was when I first got into town. That was kind of. So, so anyway, cool. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, and you know, I, I've been I've been a, a fan for a while, man. Oh, well, I appreciate so, that, man. So I really I, do. I wasn't sure exactly uh, what my approach would be to trying to arrange a, uh, 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 this podcast with you. But you know, I, I really, I really want to talk to you, man, because you seem like a, a very open-minded individual. You seem like okay. a really cool dude, Thanks. and you know, I don't, I don't, I don't have. I, I, we, if you weren't genuine and open-minded and authentic, then this conversation wouldn't have happened the way it did. It probably would have been super service, super lame, super basic. But because you're dope. This became dope, so I appreciate you having me. Why? Well, well, thank you very much. I, Absolutely, and I appreciate you both coming down here. It's, I, it's always, it's always, uh, it's always, I, it's always a beautiful thing when people like come to you to talk to you yeah. on microphone because right. it's it's weird. It's yeah. weird. especially when I'm reaching out to people. It's yeah. like, hey, there's this random person who just sort of hit me up on my DM. <laughs> right. It's like, hey, you want to come meet me somewhere and talk <laughs> on a microphone? Right. Here's a link to all my music. Oh, and by the way, there's a lot of weird shit on my page, my Instagram that has nothing to really do with my fucking podcast. But it does, but it doesn't. It it's your life, man. It is. And and that's what and it is and it's kind of all converging. Yeah. And it's all converging, like it's all coming together and and I'm seeing it happen and and then and uh, it's cool that you're able to do it at a very young age. I'm and, trying, uh, man. You'll you'll be just fine. WIP. WIP. All right, man. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Thank you. What I tell you, he's a he's a he's a brilliant young mind, and he has. Uh, a, a, and if he sticks with it, I think he's going to do awesome things. Awesome, awesome things. Um, anyways, go to uh, you know go check out Nightheart. 
uh, on on all his social medias on Instagram at Nightheart, uh, Nightheart with a K. So that kind of night, not night as in the Night King, Game of Thrones. <laughs> Woo! Uh, um, uh, yeah, go check out Nightheart and uh, on Instagram. It's all one word, Nightheart with a K. And, uh, you know, on Facebook, and I, he probably is on Snapchat. All the kids are on Snapchat. I don't know about Snapchat that well. I know that I have friends in L.A., or one friend in L.A. who is like a sex, not a sex worker, but like a, a um, she does porn. I don't know. She's in the porn industry, and she uses Snapchat as like a, as a link to her, like her fuck room. I don't know. Anyways... I don't know if he's on Snapchat. You can <laughs> you can look uh, for Nightheart on Snapchat. He's everywhere. Go go get yourself some Nightheart. You can also check out the new album 1018 by Raina Mystique. R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com. RainaMystique.com is where you can find the album 1018. I had the honor of putting a couple of the songs next with my wife, Raina Mystique. So go ahead and stream it on Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere you get your uh, streaming music. You can also get physical copies at the website, RainaMystique.com. Follow us on Instagram, at We Speak English Good, and on Facebook, at We Speak English Good. And uh, you can also write the show at We Speak English Good at gmail.com. Let us know how we're doing, what you're thinking. Um, I, you know, like a, la a couple weeks ago, I had a rapper, uh, 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 email me and he asked me if I could play a song of his and I did so maybe that would be more incentive for people to for fans to to reach out I don't know is it incentive that uh, someone else reached out and I don't know <laughs> okay uh let's see uh, well currently I just wanted you to know that I'm flying back from San Diego today so I recorded this last week last Tuesday to be exact and, uh, and I'm probably on an airplane right now being upset about being on an airplane because that whole situation makes me nervous and, and anxious and, and that just leads to anger. So, oh my God, I think I might have uh, an appointment here in a half hour. Holy shit. Okay, guys, uh, be good to your fellow human beings. HJs for everybody. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Yeah. <laughs>